Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 163. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have off-road, six feet of separation, Andy. Yeah, now I'm thinking right now, last week was 162. Yeah. We didn't made no baseball references, and I'm very disappointed in myself. Shame on you, Andy. That's, a, that's an iconic number to someone like me, um, especially because... There's zero chance we'll have 162 baseball games this year. I wouldn't say zero. I still think they'll find 162. They're definitely not starting till May. Okay, well, hear hear me out on this then. There's not going to be 162 baseball games. That person you're hearing is also Tony Katz. Sorry for getting right into it. (laughs) Hear hear me out. Yes, thank you. I'm here. (laughs) Hear me out on this, though, Andy. One doubleheader a week for each team. That's manageable. This is baseball we're talking about. Uh, They're they're going to complain too much, no. The only way they would play that many games in a season if the season went through, like I think, I think New if this, I truthfully think if the season started end of April, early May, you could still at least salvage. But I mean, then at what point? What 140 game season? That's still fine. I, I think they should uh, play the first month of the season in spring training. All those like facilities Arizona in Florida. <laughs> all those facilities already built. It'd be kind of fun. I guess they don't want people traveling there. I'm sure Arizona would be freaking out. But well, so the I stadiums heard, are smaller, so there's not... I heard Arizona's one of like the few states that's not on a lockdown right now. They're not on a lockdown. doesn't mean they're not going to get hit. Everyone's going to get hit. I'm not saying they're not going to get hit. I'm yeah. just saying currently they're still like restaurants are open currently, and stuff but, is what I'm getting at. Two weeks from now, they will be, or if they want to be. Andy, where is the optimism? It's gone. <laughs> oh, Andy. He's like, this was the one year the Clippers were going to win it. <laughs> this I, was it, and they took it from me. I hated that. I was listening to a podcast about that. Like, what are the, some of the... The storylines of the NBA season that you know might not get finished, and it was like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are free agents after next season, or they have the ability to opt out. So they could only there's a chance that they only really get one season, like one full season out of that pairing, and it's like fuck you. Well, what about LeBron and Anthony and uh, Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis is a free agent after this year. Yeah, he could be like, "Ah, never mind, which I I highly doubt. You better not. It looks like he's having too much fun anyway. So here's what I heard. I heard that he had said if he wanted, I don't know where the source was from, so I'm kind of BSing, but I had heard something that said if he had won a title this year, he would likely go elsewhere, which I don't blame. But if he doesn't win a title, then it would like, he would like to stay in LA. Yeah, the only the only reason he'd leave LA is get because, more money and then try to do it yourself. Well, these guys LeBron like to these guys like to down. get that title given to them by getting help, and then they like to leave somewhere and be like, "I could do it myself." And how often has that worked out? Kevin Durant got injured. What a bitch. <laughs> Kyrie Irving also got injured, but years later, and also didn't win a title with Boston. Yeah. The only ones that really Kobe have been Shaq and Kobe. didn't win a title until Pau Gasol came. Okay, well, that does, Pau nope, Gasol doesn't count. I mean, you need teammates, Andy, at this yeah. point. We'll just, we he can, never we won can, one we title can, without Sasha Vujic. We can honestly say out of like those guys that were like had to leave a superstar to go win it on their own, I think maybe Shaq was the first. Yeah. And with, maybe. Uh, who else was on that Miami Heat team, by the way? Dwayne Wade and who? Um, Shane Battier. Was he really? I Udonis Haslam? So. Wasn't he? No, he wasn't. He was on the he was on the LeBron teams. Fuck, yeah. Who else? Uh, uh, Gary Payton, Udonis Haslam. Wait, Gary Payton did finally win a ring. Yeah, he's on that Miami. I never team. remember that. Uh, Michael Doliak, I think, was still oh. on that team. Oh boy, <laughs> Michael Doliak of Utah. He was great. <laughs> so yeah, we're uh, kind of combining 
our sports and our entertainment pod because the world shut down. I think this is just, yeah, this is just one podcast. Yeah, there's no need to yeah. do two. Um, you are most likely working from home, or you're working at a grocery store, or uh, an essential company. And thank you for uh, you doing your part, and you people working at home with kids or whatever you got at home. Uh, hopefully, this gets over with soon, right? A lot of people are getting cabin fever. So I accept your thanks as one of these essential workers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I work in, in the healthcare industry. Andy, I am, I am too an I essential am, worker. Yeah, I am. I have del- a hall deli- pass. <laughs> I'm delivering healthcare. I'm still working all too. over the world. Uh, it feels weird in that I work all in. All three of us are still working, Andy. I work in accounting for health insurance, which makes me essential. It seems strange. I'm so far away from actual nurses and shit doing cool stuff. Yeah, but you're just you're behind the curtain. Yeah, I'm making sure that those nurses get paid, you know, somewhere down the line. Yeah. So, I'm a hero, I guess. I, uh, my company's still working yeah. full bore. We Look, can't go into the office, but I'm working from home. Do you guys uh, fix AC for hospitals? Yeah. Yeah, you got to stay open. There you go. We do actually quite a few hospitals. Yeah, I bet. I was actually, the last proposal I presented was to a hospital, and it was... Two Fridays ago. So the world hadn't quite, you know, exploded at that point. But I even remember I was shaking the guy's hand on the way out and a nurse in the hallway is like, hey, yeah, you can't do, do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry. And I wiped my hand on my uh, pants. But yeah, yeah, and Tony's working. That all seems so quaint. Like, oh, don't shake your hands. Like, I remember like, yeah, like three, two, three weeks ago, we had like a, a poster put on like one of the doors out of our work where it was like, all travel, all non-essential travel has been canceled. And it's like the idea of like having like work travel, like for a conference is like ridiculous now. It's like, of course, of course it's canceled. Yeah. There is no conferences anymore. Like, what are you talking about? We have an email and I'm sure it's changed since and I haven't seen a new email, but if you were to have to fly somewhere for work, you have to get approval from the president of our company or the CFO. Or just the president. Oh yeah. yeah, The United States. Um, Yeah. The world has a, Really gone. Seems like some people don't care. And a lot of those people are in Florida. It's a, yeah, it's a really strange thing where, you know, we're here in California, uh, Southern California, very densely populated area. Um, New York has also been hit really New hard. New York is the epicenter for the United it, it States. It really is. And it makes, it makes sense. Of course it is. It's the closest uh, just to huge all that stuff. International travel hub. And um, it's not spread out. So like for what we're, seeing is actually different than someone who lives in like Lawrence, Kansas or something. Who's who's right now just pissed. Yeah. They're absolutely pissed. Their team was gonna win uh-huh. the huh. tournament. And now they're like, why? I don't get it. Like we all live in like cabins away from everyone, right? That's yeah, it's I, probably so that's like, like a snowstorm going on right now too yeah. to make things even worse. So I actually know that there is a snowstorm going on in Missouri right now. Look at that. Yeah. Really close to Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. But also uh what I was, and I think it's like St. Louis, Missouri, too. But uh, the other thing, for what that's worth, I don't know if that's any how close that is to Lawrence, Kansas. It's not very close. The other side of Missouri. Yeah, fuck them. But, Closer uh, than we are to them. What yeah. I was also uh, going to quickly say is Oklahoma is also, I believe, one of those states that hasn't fully locked things down. So it does make sense that, because uh, yeah, those are places that's, you know, your neighbor's two miles down the road. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's they're like social distancing. They might not even. We've been doing this our whole this. lives. Yeah. So so the risk for them is that even though they are you know those rural areas less likely to spread quickly, they have also less Health medical care. resources. Yeah. yeah. 
We just got a thousand person hospital vessel. Well, it might not be here yet, but it's docking in LA County. Now it's not necessary it's not for coronavirus patients, but it's for the other patients to leave the hospital so that those coronavirus people can be at the hospital. Yeah, it's it that stuff is crazy. It seems that seems so post apocalyptic to me. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, we're the just going to Mercy. <laughs> like the Queen Mary is going to convert into a hospital. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it seems crazy, but like, it's actually a good idea. Um, yeah, a lot of that stuff is, they're, they're thinking have, of all the abandoned hospitals, not abandoned, uh, closed like buildings, like stuff like that. We have all the cruise ships saying, please put homeless people yeah. on our cruise ships. Because, I mean, what, a Carnival, I think, chalked up a loss of like almost $700 million already. Really? Yeah, I'm... I don't know what to think about that. That's that's kind of the biggest. I feel like we we just kill the cruise ships. That we can get more stuff done because it's such a big point of contention. I like cruises. I know you like cruises. A lot of people hate the idea of cruises. Why? And that, think about well, it this way. And right now, it's never been a better time to cruise. <laughs> you have your your trip going somewhere. So, like, I always would go to Mexico. That's actually the only time I've ever been to Mexico is buy a cruise ship. I've never flown or driven into Mexico and it's like 40 miles from here. Yeah. Uh, you get that, you get food, you get entertainment and you get to go to multiple stops depending on how long your cruise is for one price. It's spectacular. I understand the appeal. It's just the, uh, the risk with all the, uh, like in a pandemic, it's the worst thing to do. Everyone's yeah, you probably up. want to wait for this to blow um, over before you schedule no, a cruise. No, the, the problem people have is that they're at... <laughs> Sorry. My Timber. phone slipped. The guy's honestly what matters anymore. <laughs> uh, the, the, the cruise industry, they want a bailout. Because, Everyone wants a bailout. Because they're, they're going to go under because if they can't stock their cruises, if they can't you know, have people go on cruises, they're going to go out of business. Um, probably because there's the... I don't know what a co- their costs are if they're sending their employees home. But I imagine you know, a lot of their keep, crew, their employees are international people. So that's the, that's the other thing is that even though we think of them as like American companies, and they're registered in America, they're also registered in like the Cayman Islands and most yeah. of their employees because they're they're international. So America shouldn't pay for them. That's what the, one of the, the sticking points is. Mm. Is yeah, we, maybe we do want cruises they're like a to citizen exist, of the world. But yeah, it's like why does America have to pay for them when well, we always pick up? They're the technically Cayman Islands companies. And it's yeah. like uh, it, it's hard. Um, and also, yeah, their employees. It's not hurting the American worker, which. At a I time mean, like your this, your waiter would be from the Philippines. Yeah. Your housekeeper would be from, you know, Bangladesh. Uh, and how is that different from here? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, and then your my, entertainer would be from Australia. Like, so my my thoughts on the cruise industry is that, um, so if they go out of business, I'm sure that one of the the problems is it probably costs a lot of money to buy one of those boats. Oh, and yeah. they probably don't own them. They're probably on You're their loans, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So the banks are going to take over those boats as people. So B of A is going to have a big ass <laughs> cruise ship just floating around. So either that, or they're going to have to sell to a new startup. To so Elon Musk will I make could see Tesla Puff cruises. Daddy buying a cruise or, ship or like that, yeah, something like That's that. That's or a Solden. Fuck um, a luxury yacht. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cruise industry will come back when people are ready to go on cruises again. If there's demand for it, it will come back. Look, I'll now, say this. If you're a shareholder of Carnival Cruises... Probably not a good time to sell. Yeah, Definitely sucks. not a good time to buy. So, Maybe a good time to buy. Uh, I really was able to benefit when... Remember when VW had that emission scandal? And uh, 
everyone was like, oh, they're pieces of shit, blah, blah, blah. Their yeah. stock you was in, watch the, a, in the garbage. Watch a Dirty Money on Netflix. I'll give there's it a, a shot. There's a good episode on that. It's, it's a, it's a good time. show. Well, I capitalized on that. I got myself into a nice lease at the time. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing for flights, cruises, you name it. Anything that's that kind of thing. Boom. You could fly right now probably to New York for like $29. So, yeah, I have a different view on flights because I think flights are essential to um, just our our well-being. It's not just for our economy, but for uh, you think you want people to be able to move. And, I mean, the sad thing is you want people to go back to funerals, stuff like that. We need air travel. It's vital to our that's so the reason our, our one economy, of the reasons but. they're so cheap right now it's so people yeah. can go home yeah so we need we do need to, to save them if they're going to go they can't go under and if they go under we need to have some sort of option to make sure that there's enough flights that's I something wouldn't i wouldn't mind do, I if in, like yeah. spirit went under or frontier yeah, i mean a lot of some a lot i actually countries uh, have their government airlines saw somebody had posted something funny the other day that talked about spirit airline that like Said if you continue to fly Spirit Airline, you're going to end up a spirit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that mm. is, I mean, it's like taking a, a greyhound in the sky. It's terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, you got the reality of air travel is that it it's not going to ever be truly profitable for the airlines. It's it's so expensive, but it's still so valuable to our, our, our world, our culture. Oh, it's an absolute requirement. Um, so, point. that's something, it's like, it's, it's a no-brainer for me. We got to keep that alive. What, but we don't want is them for to them to profit off of it in any way. Like we don't want, you know, American Airlines to then like give bonuses, and that's a big sticking point right now. Um, it's impossible. All this stuff right now. Yeah, we're facing a lot of uh, weird uncertainty. And uh, one thing that just got announced today was the Olympics getting postponed, not canceled, yeah. postponed. I I'm think- a I was just going to say, I'm I'm okay with that because I think like the precaution with that is obviously when do the Olympics start? Like July typically? I think it's July. Yeah. yeah. And obviously by July, you you know, that's f- what, three, four, three and a half months from now. You'd like to think that by then things are definitely more out of control. I mean, out of control, in control. But I think what their fear is, and I don't blame them, is that even if things are more in control, you're still bringing all these countries together just a couple months after maybe yeah. things slow down. No, it was the absolute yeah. right and, move. Uh, it, I, if it was just like, you know, only in one country, like it was just like only America's thing, then it's like, okay, that could be still happening. But when you bring everyone together, all it takes is someone still being able to get it because this virus, just like any other viruses, are going to be around for years and years to come. And uh, I just think it's, you know, you can almost just start back over and make things worse because you're going to have all these people from all these countries together again. And yeah, it, no, it was the right move. And they even, uh, Canada, Australia, but I in another country or two announced Netherlands? yesterday, Netherlands, if they didn't postpone, they were going to pull their country from it anyway. Yeah, and so I mean that's what it was going to be a failure one way or another. And this is at least and how I'm glad get they the only postponed it a year exactly because you know a lot of those athletes, you know, they train. I mean, we're years already years for it. 2020 up as a loss anyway. So let's just go yeah, straight to 2021. What do we do? Yeah, I, I think it's it's a it's a great move because it gives us something to look forward to. Um, yeah. I know we were all excited. We did our, our predictions, <laughs> our 2020 predictions podcast. It's going to be hilarious looking back on. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it really is. I wish one of us, Andy, that would have been, that was your time to shine. Ominous Andy. could have. Yeah, I, Andy, I, come on. I think I always had something in there for like world disaster. There's going to be a plague. And- but I'll, I mean, 
it just sucks because I was like almost gonna I was gonna text some of my buddies today because like one of the like inside things with uh, some of my buddies and I ever since we started gambling on sports like in two thousand nine was always like we always just had this inside joke with us about like opening day MLB parlays like that was always like the one fun thing with us is that always on opening day for MLB we would always just put together some bullshit like six to eight teamer and. I was just, I was almost going to text them today and be like, Hey, like, it's crazy to think that this season should be starting this Thursday, you know, and we should be really, yeah, it would have been this Thursday, like two days from now. Yeah. It was the 26th. Oh yeah. I thought we said it was like April. No, April 3rd was the angels home opener, but the home opener. Oh, the Thursday, the 26th was the season opener. All right. I was saying we should still, we should still do it. I'm we saying will. the thing, the streaming thing. Oh, what? If we're gonna do that streaming thing. Oh yeah, that that would be a nice thing. Opening day, opening opening day is one of the greatest days in sports. Oh yeah, I love everyone plays. Day. Everyone plays during the day, and it's just like a celebration because everyone's just off work. I mean, the people who are there are taking off work, so it's great. Um, and it's yeah, it's sad we're not gonna have that, but <laughs> we'll have opening day at some point, right? Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a good time. And I, I love it. Cause it's like I said, we just always put together those fun parlays. It's like, it's early in the year. So like odds makers are still like unsure how to price, you know, you're big going off of last year's stats. Like you could have a, like imagine the year when Felix Hernandez started going downhill and yeah. the Mariners were like minus 200 at home versus the Rangers. And all of a sudden, you know, Felix Hernandez is now walking six batters and in four innings and just a disaster now. So it's like, it's fun stuff like that, but I will, uh, Missed that moment, but we will have an opening day this year in baseball. It just won't be March 26th. I don't know how any of this works, but um, are the players going to get paid? Because I was thinking of like um, one of the big guys who was unsigned, had even signed a a spring training deal was uh, Yasiel Puig, who, you know, I I still have a big place in my heart for him. I don't know about you. Um, I think he's... I mean, I'm always going to be entertained by Puig. Yeah, like that was, he's a great part of the game and he would catch on somewhere. And he was still without a job. I think he, was, he wasn't. It wasn't that he didn't have offers. It was just like I think it was like I'm gonna not do spring. I'll just skip it. Um, so if he just goes unpaid, not not like he's gonna go hungry. Yeah. But it's still strange, like what happens with these these guys. Like he's he doesn't have a team, whereas at least some of these other guys have. Yeah, and I mean I'm sure he'll be fine, but. Yeah, no, it's crazy. You think about it, it's just for baseball especially. It's just been such a wild last few months for baseball. The whole Astros thing was the big thing. And then you go into spring training and then spring training gets stopped about a week and a half, two weeks before it's supposed to end. And then you're here prepared to start baseball March 26th. And now it's unknown. And I feel like, how is that mentally for them? Because they're basically like, we're going to go into the season very rusty spring training. They got some of it, but it was cut in half. Yeah. And then, that's going to be. They really don't even know the, when they're going to start. The pitchers that they oh, got the pitchers a bit especially in, they're, they're fucked. I'll tell you early on for you baseball betters out there because, like I said, this is you know entertainment and kind of sports combined. This is just kind of us talking. Yeah, you could look at those over unders early on. That's the one thing I was going to say too is like with basketball betting, like what are they going to know to do? Like here's like Matt Same Matt way. Barnes. Maybe you're listening to this. He does follow me on Instagram. Hopefully, uh, if we're uh, big fans, you know, he, yeah, we all are big fans. He's played for all of our favorite teams. Yeah. But he uh, was saying that he was like, you know, and I agreed with it at first, was like, oh, you know, when the season starts back up, he's like, you know, these guys are going to have a few weeks off. And if it goes straight into the playoffs, like they're going to be well rested. They're going to it's going to be good. But then uh, I think it was Anthony Tolliver came out and said 
if we had about a month off, two, three weeks off, then I would agree. Like we'd be well rested, but he's like, but if we're going to have two months off and this doesn't start back up till May, he's like, it's going to be bad basketball. He's like, we're all going to be rusty and stuff. And this is coming from someone that is, you know, in the league or has been in the league. I don't know if he's still on a team. He's got to be on someone. I think he, I think he was off and then signed with someone. Yeah. I thought it said Memphis, but, um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I, I hope if all these players are healthy, um, that they can still play together. I know there was some, the NBA pulled back on some of those restrictions where they were, they were telling people they had to stay in their own cities, which sucked because a lot of people don't, yeah, their, their families are somewhere else. It's like, you can't do that. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah. I saw that they, uh, eased up on that. Yeah. Or just stuff like, you know, Kawhi Leonard is in San Diego. That's where he's based out of. And according to this, he had to stay in his city. And it's like, well, can he go to San Diego? It's not his city, but it's where he lives. That's He lives in Southern California. Still. That was the other thing, too, is like LeBron James went on a Instagram Live for his first time ever. I think it was Friday night. And you could tell he was definitely a little sauced. Like he was playing card games with his family. He had his kids around. He had his wife he was playing card games with, probably whoever over, like whoever lives in that home home with him. But he had a James Jones. I could tell he was a little drunk because he was definitely like uh, the way he was talking and stuff, like cussing, like not a big deal, but I mean, just like, you know, you're a figure, a role model. Some of those guys try to like, try to still, but he was being, I, he was raw about it. Like this, he was, it was basically like, this is what you would see in his home. And I liked it, but he was just like uh, saying like, obviously I miss playing basketball, but it's obviously, this has been nice. Uh, getting to spend time with my family that I normally wouldn't have. So that's cool for them. But, uh, I mean, these guys are definitely missing the game, but we'll see what happens. I mean, hopefully, I mean, when they come back, they have to go straight to the playoffs. I mean, there's no way. And I mean, honestly, the NBA, I hate to say it, but every day with more and more guys testing positive, it's, we might not have the NBA back. It might end up just being baseball, but here's what I'm interested in. Let's say the NBA doesn't come back. Does that mean hockey doesn't come back? Because I feel like hockey is just going to piggyback off of the NBA, but hockey is a much smaller market than the NBA. Maybe they are like, we need these playoffs. I don't know enough about the sport to really speak like confidently, but I would think that hockey, they have more cities and like less, less affected areas. Doesn't seem like, I mean, all I've heard is guys from Ottawa. So Canada is doing pretty well comparatively. Um, so I'd say like Calgary's doing, I don't, Calgary's, I don't think they're in the playoff picture, right? No, they are. Um, Calgary's a good team. One of the, is it Edmonton? Ottawa, it's Ottawa. Is Edmonton doing terribly? There's one team that's doing, I thought it was doing Ottawa. Terrible. Ottawa's doing bad and they've had two guys test positive. Okay. So. Edmonton's actually doing pretty good, I think, also this year. Okay. But maybe they have a, a better chance at doing something. But I, I said last week, I think uh, the NBA should do, um, kill one round of the playoffs and do their playoffs. Oh, yeah. Um, because the reality of the NBA is that lower seeds don't ever do it. And I said give give four versus five as a one-game playoff. Mm-hmm. Hockey is different in that lower seeds do well better. But it's just at this point, we we want something. So if, if you're a seven seed and you're like, we would have won the title, just go just fuck off. We want something. Don't, don't ruin it. We just want to see something. So uh, it seems in hockey to have the – there's two two divisions, right? Per conference. What was that? In hockey, there's two divisions per conference. Yeah. And the top three teams go and then the two best records yeah. after that. So it makes sense to just do the, the division winners and two wild cards uh, for them um, to do a playoff. I'd, I'd like to see that. 
And if it has to be no fans, I, I think that's fine. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, I'm hoping I should say Most that. Most revenue comes from TV anyways. Yeah, I'm hoping sports come back. I need sports. Like, it's it's it'll be two weeks. I'll say two weeks this Thursday because Wednesday we did technically still have sports. And we had that hockey, North Carolina game or whatever. Yeah, hockey wasn't canceled yet. So this Thursday will be two weeks of, like, officially pretty much no sports. And, I mean, I need it back. You know, just something to watch. Just hope again. But I agree. I think sports hopefully come back at the end of maybe sometime in April or at least by May. And and if you need to go the first month without fans, so be it. You know, and if we don't get fans again in a baseball stadium till June, I'm okay with that. Just let me at least be able to watch it on TV. Let me be able to bet again. Let the world be able to bet again. Yeah, I, I think that's the best idea is to uh, bring it back without fans until until June. Because um, they've already, I don't, th- I don't think it's going to happen though. I'm, I, I'm they, not optimistic that they've already said that. I mean, again, this is just you know slowing it down. I mean, it, it, regardless, when the weather heats up, you know, there's a reason why people don't get as sick in the summer as they do in the winter and the fall is because the viruses aren't able to last as long. I mean, that's just how it goes. So you know, once the summer does come and once it does heat up, obviously, I'm not going to say people still aren't going to get sick. Cause I think all of us in here have probably been sick in the summer at some point in our lives, but. It will at least help slow it down. And then, I mean, here we are in March. People are supposed to be isolating themselves, which, you know, hopefully can at least prevent the the spread as much as it normally would have been if we would have never been doing this. So we'll see. But I think the first thing to come back, and I mean, this isn't going to be the ideal sport for the average person, but I think it's going to be soccer. I was already talking to a buddy of mine who's from uh, London, and they already said the Premier League already basically announced that they're coming back at like the end of April. And I know the UK has a different method of all this. I've heard that they're just kind of saying like having people just kind of be like get sick and then get immune to it. Things change so quickly. That was their original idea. So the idea of uh, herd immunity where if enough people get sick, they get healthy again. And then now they're no longer spreaders. And that's what that helps. If if 50% are now immune to it, then the people who haven't gotten sick yet are less likely to run into someone who has it. Um, they, they pulled away from that though, because, because they got a lot of criticism. The problem still is, is more people are going to die if the healthcare system runs out of, uh, materials, ventilators, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I would think the premier league is over. Oh yeah. In, as far as the competition goes. <laughs> oh yeah. hundred percent. So why not end it other and than also, people still love it? Exactly. And like, it's a religion out there. We've always yeah. said forever that soccer is literally a religion in uh, Europe, Europe, European sports, and especially England, Spain, but I, I Italy, wonder, France. I mean, England is such a interesting country in that, like, I imagine London's going to get hit hard. But like Newcastle is probably fine. Newcastle's way up there. They're probably going to not have it be as bad. And I'm sure there are there stadiums smaller. I don't know. Oh yeah, there's some very small stadiums still. Because you got to remember, some of these teams get promoted from the, the yeah. league below. So some of so those, you've got some of those teams up there like Burnley and like I'm just spitballing, but teams that aren't that great, like Sheffield, that probably play in small stadiums. I mean, it's nothing like where Chelsea plays or where Liverpool plays or where yeah. uh, Manchester United plays. And Manchester United, keep in mind, is one of the top five richest uh, sports organizations in the world. You know, they're up there with the Dallas Cowboys and the Lakers, yeah. once upon a time the New York Knicks. Oh, they're still up there, but I'm sure they are. But it's pathetic. That's for another podcast. That's actually a podcast we'll have to get our our boy Tommy in for. He's the big yeah. Knicks guy. 
We'll need him to vent on the New York Knicks again one of these days. Also, Tommy, we know you're a big listener. If you are listening right now, if you're up for it, feel free to come do a podcast. We'll keep our distance. I mean, yeah, I'm... Because right now we're going to be, honestly, the next few weeks are probably going to be a very spitballed podcasts. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Those are some of the best ones. I mean, to be honest, I've been thinking about Tommy and people like him who... Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a bartender. Our, our favorite bartender. Yeah. What? It, Not he's, even He's close. without work at this point, so... Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. I mean, a lot... That's the thing is that we've got even a Wrecking Ball Joe who was on the podcast last week. He's a, a good close friend of ours who... Uh, is out of uh, like out of work at the moment, but Lazy Dog is actually having some good uh, some deals going on that he was telling us about. I'll actually read that really quickly. Ooh, I don't see why got not. An ad. We got an ad here. He said yeah. uh, Lazy Dog is offering care packages, and it's uh, only forty dollars. Well, I don't know what that was. It's only forty dollars, but what you get with it, and I mean, it's it's a pretty big thing. Is uh. It says for $40, you get three pounds of boneless, skinless chicken breast, 15 eggs, one gallon of whole milk, one loaf of bread, one pound of unsalted butter, two pounds of rice uncooked, two pounds of yellow onions, two pounds of red potatoes, two pounds of carrots, and get this for the kicker, three rolls of toilet paper. There yeah. you go. So yeah, Sweet And I mean, pot. for only 40 bucks, that's not bad. So it's cool that like some of these restaurants are actually getting creative and doing things like that. It's, it's necessary. So that's a that's something that is important. Um, if you have a favorite like local restaurant, definitely support them. Find oh, yeah. see if they're on uh, Grubhub or whatever. I I uh, got almost fifty bucks worth of food from Brew Hog, a uh, local oh, barbecue you're... place. Yeah, because um, it's like, hey, what places do I want? It still exist when this is over. <laughs> and so that's yeah. what I thought of. Yeah, so that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's really good idea for them because one of the things is they have a bunch of stock because they're a kitchen who has a bunch of food already how much rice do you think they go through a day yeah um selling their on the menu they got to get rid of it yeah it's crazy right now so that's i'm glad you how you brought that up because my family owns a restaurant it's we're still open right now but we're doing takeout only and like i had a, a family friend come in today who was like hey man you know i came here he came here with his son and uh i actually always see him at the local bar that we go to over here because he actually literally lives up the street from us and uh, he was saying like, oh, you know, we just came here to support the small businesses and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I, you know, we appreciate it and stuff. And, uh, but like my uncle today, we were saying like, we have our meat guy come on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays on an average, on a normal day, our meat bill on Mondays is about 12 to $1,400 today. It was 600 yeah. because it's like, we're not, we're not needing as much stuff. And then also on top of that, you know, my uncle was saying today, it's like, you know, we have orange juices that it's like, we usually, you know, this is from like a couple weeks, like a week ago or so when they ordered a good amount before things went to yeah, shit. Definitely, yeah. And it's like, he was telling me today, he's like, you know, the thing that sucks is those orange juices, all those are going to be bad in a week. And it's like, you know, it's like certain stuff that does have a very short shelf life, but, and like, it's crazy in the back today. Usually the guy on Mondays that's prepping a lot of the food and stuff, he wasn't even doing anything today. We didn't even order eggs today because we didn't need it. So it is a... Uh, crazy times right now but hopefully you know we're got to be optimistic that hopefully things at least slowly progress and then eventually you know life can go back to normal in the next few weeks hopefully the sooner than later at least slowly things go back to normal we talked about that last week of like what's going to come back first is it going to be going into restaurants and you know movies before or sporting events you know i don't know it's weird times did you see uh about the uh the guy who owns a bunch of the newport bars yeah, I didn't see about it, but I know who that is. Yeah, he owns Stag, Milwaukee's yeah. Country Club. 
he's good friends with our owners of our favorite bar down the street here. So he, uh, uh, because there's restaurant suppliers, you would know about that, yeah. that only sell the restaurants. Okay, yeah. He had a, a hookup, basically. The guy called him and said, since all these restaurants are closing, they have a surplus of toilet paper. While we know there's a shortage of toilet paper at the grocery stores, so he uh, he uh, bought like the guy out of all his excess yeah, the, toilet paper. The guy that owns those bars has is, does very well for himself. So, so. yeah, yeah, I don't know, that's why he's buying all these bars up. He has uh, plenty. Of yeah, them. Uh, and he uh, did a big drive to, to get them to people who. That's good. Like, yeah, so it's like there's that kind of stuff. You think about that. All those restaurant suppliers, not just the restaurants, so the suppliers. That's themselves. the thing. Everyone. Is, so I, I'm going to be honest here too. With like our restaurant, it, that is the nice thing is we do have hookups. I brought, I was able to bring some toilet paper home to my roommates here, Sean being yeah. one of them. I mean, they're not nice toilet paper, but it's enough to get the job done. You don't yeah, need. Yeah, that's all that's what I was right saying. Now. I was like, it ain't no Charmin, but it's okay. You'll still leave the bathroom feeling all right. But uh, the other thing is those two is my uncle had today in his office. He has a box that probably has like. 10 or 15 boxes in it of rubber gloves because yeah. it's true. It's like we, we obviously have rubber gloves because we deal with chicken there and other just certain stuff you don't want to be touching. That's just how it is in the restaurant. So, yes, they do have their suppliers that are able to still have those hookups. So we are able to have a lot of toilet paper. We have the gloves. And then he also has a lot of like sanitizing wipes. So we're definitely in like good hands over there. But, you know, I've heard of people I know that work in hospitals that are like at a bottom list of the people on the list to get stuff sent to them. And it, it's, it is a bummer that there are people out there that are able to get their hands on gloves and wipes that definitely don't, or masks that definitely don't need them nearly as much as some people that are working in hospitals. So, I mean, I know a lot of, there's gotta be a lot of anxiety and stuff out there for those people. So, you know, hopefully things get better. Cause I can only imagine right now, you know, if you're just a nurse or whatever and you're working in a hospital right now, and then this is what's thrown at you. It's like, that's pretty intense. Cause it, it's got to terrify you. I mean, and you got to be in there not looking scared because obviously, you know, the job of a nurse and doctor on top of getting you to feel better is also to make you feel calm. I mean, that's, I think anybody that goes to a doctor's office, they, you know, want a doctor that they feel comfortable with because the last thing you want is a doctor that makes you feel nervous or unsteady and stuff. So, yeah. And, uh, if you, you know, if you're going out there and buying supplies, don't buy more than you need. Don't buy masks unless you have the virus. But uh, one thing I wanted to mention, we we're talking about takeout and whatnot. Tomorrow I'm seeing, or today as you're listening to this, Tuesday, 324, is the uh, Great American Takeout. So support yeah. your local places and pick up some food or get it delivered from uh, a local business, maybe Brewhog. Yeah, yeah, no. Any any place you love, think about that. That uh, Chipotle is going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll still be there. McDonald's is still yeah. There. That's the thing is like, and I think this has brought people together. I've I've seen a lot of people talking about like supporting small businesses and stuff, whether it's for food, even if it's like, uh, I mean, just any other little thing. Like I, um, our roommate here, our other roommate, was talking about how there was this new place that opened up on uh in Orange called like uh, Fork and Salad that they basically yeah, they just, just said they were like, we we already know we're not going to make it, so they just closed their doors, and it's yeah. like that's it's a bummer that's going to happen to a handful of little these little restaurants and stuff so yeah so it's, um, it's crazy i know we have some local listeners hopefully we have more than local listeners but uh another place i would recommend uh bobby d's yeah that's been a staple here been part of our lives the entire time i've been here right next uh, to target uh, yeah Tustin. support them they're a place i'd like to see survive through this i think they will because that's just, i said it is a staple mm-hmm. but yeah that's that's a place i would recommend 
Um, hopefully they're open. I don't. I can't speak for all these places. I think uh, I imagine so. I mean, it might be skeleton crew, but yeah, no. I, I hope uh, most of these places are still uh, open and that they can still get food to people. But yeah, yeah. And I wanted to say so. I went to Costco last night, Sunday evening. Couple hours before closing time, I was a little horrified, but I think most of the lunatics get in there, you know, an hour before they yeah. open and then buy up all the toilet paper then. I was able to get my bubble water. I was able to get some, you know, frozen meals like I normally would buy. And then I also bought some sea salt chocolate caramel bites. Yeah. I don't know what the brand's called, but holy shit, they're amazing. <laughs> but yeah, the store wasn't packed. They still had plenty of stuff. Um you know, everyone's kind of going nuts. It's kind of funny that they're all buying bottled water. I mean, how many times yeah. has the governor, the mayor, every law enforcement officer you've heard talk say the water supply is fine? Yeah, I think uh, there's some. There is a like a worst case scenario in that so many people get sick and that there's not people to work. But I, that's not going to happen. No, so, so don't worry about that. You would need to have the earthquake happen, the big one. So um, one of the, the neat things. <laughs> A lot of stores have done um, like elderly hours. I love that. So I Costco talk- is doing Tuesdays and Thursdays, eight to nine. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, that's I talked good. to my mom and she's like, yeah, I went there. And so I was able to get toilet paper finally. So there you yeah, go. That's great. I'm glad that like, I honestly think in like some of those situations we have done, people have done a good job, like adjusting to things quickly. Like they saw where the problems were and they quickly made things happen that make it easier for certain people. Like, I mean, I think of my grandpa, my grandpa's 89 He's uh, very active for his age. He goes to, uh, he's got his little routine where every day he'll leave his house and he lives up in the hills. He's got a nice place up there. He leaves his house. He'll drive down to like Trader Joe's or whatever. He'll get stuff or, and then he'll go to like a restaurant and have breakfast or lunch or whatever. He's been going to church more because uh, my grandma passed away a couple years ago and it was just them two. So he's just on his own now and he does things to keep busy. He actually goes to a, a gym or whatnot and he, uh, uh, actually takes uh, like dancing classes, which is pretty funny, but you know, but it's just like, I think it's someone like him. Like, I mean, he's a very stubborn old man who doesn't want help in his house. Cause he lives in a pretty nice house, a pretty big home by it's too much for one person in my opinion. But, and he's been a little, you know, off balance at times, which happens when you're almost going to be 90. I mean, you can't yeah. blame the guy, but it, it, it is crazy. Cause it's like people like him, you know, you can't get maybe certain stuff. And like, also it's like, you get some ruthless people out there and it's like, they'll take advantage of the elderly in a way. And like, maybe yeah. take something from them or I don't know. You just get a savage world out there, especially yeah. when people start to yeah. panic. I hope we, we don't get to that point where people are actually like physical violence over goods. I mean, for some parts of the country, I'm sure that's already happened. Um, I, it's the same guys, people that fight over a TV on Black Friday. If you, yeah, I, that was a good point I saw from someone else. We're just like, if you looked at how people behave on Black Friday, you know we're we're fucked if there was ever a yeah. real real emergency. People, oh would. yeah. So uh, we're not there yet, and um, I like that people are still able to com- combat some of the worst behavior. Did you see that video? The the woman who uh, bought all the all the toilet paper from the ninety eight cent store. Mm-mm. No, I did not. So yeah, she bought like truckload. Like a, a, she picked filled up a pickup truck of toilet paper, and yeah, people got her and found out who she was and all this stuff. So um, a couple weeks ago, there was that the person who bought all the soap. <laughs> yeah, in, like in Tennessee. Tennessee was it? Yeah, and they actually they they got the person and they made him donate it. Yeah, essentially, basically, like, hey, if you don't donate it, we're actually gonna arrest you for. 
So I'm glad you actually brought that up too with the arresting for certain stuff. So I work in Santa Ana and we, I stopped by there on Friday because right now, you know, I'm not working as much as I have been through these tough times, but thankfully I work for family. I'm still in good hands, but, uh, I have a question about that. So since you're working less, are you guys actually trying to like get shifts to everyone? So, you know, there's been a, it's yeah, kind of, that's basically how it is. Cause my uncle, obviously it's like, as a family, it's like, you need to, these aren't easy times for him either. So it's like, it's just how it is. I mean, yeah, there's definitely. less work and the payroll is what you have to cut to, you know, get some things off. So it is one of those things where like, you know, he, I'm family. He could just still have me in there five days and more hours, but then it's like, it takes away from other people. And it's like, I understand that some people are in way more need than I am. Cause a lot of these people that I work with have full on families and yeah. stuff. Like I'm just a, still a single guy. And, um, so I understand it and I, I'm like, and I know at the end of the day, it's my family. Like they're never going to let me like completely suffer. So I'm lucky enough with that. So I'm just like, you know what? I know these are just going to be tough times. You know, you just got to get through the next few weeks. And then once we are good enough and people can dine back in, you know, everything will go back to normal and everything will be fine. But for the time being, I just have to cooperate and understand that. And I mean, thankfully for me also, it's like the things I spend the most money on are sports (laughs) and, uh, bars yeah, and those are all closed right now so tony's a millionaire right now guys. i can't i can't spend money i mean the scratchers are still out there that's always <laughs> tempting but especially when you win 10 grand on one then you're you're a customer for life after that but uh yeah but i mean what i was gonna say is i was talking to a uh, a santa Ana cop i stopped by on friday got uh, some breakfast burritos for sean and producer luke and myself Ooh, amazing and uh the guy was telling me that i guess a a liquor store in santa Ana the guy decided to raise his gallon of milk prices from about $4 to $10. What? And so I guess in a disaster, you're allowed to raise your prices 10%. And obviously this was about 70% or so. And so he went in there and flat out told the guy, Hey, you bring that milk price back down to what it was, or I'm shutting you guys down. So it's good that, uh, you know, there's people are aware of that because it's disgusting that people would actually take advantage in a time like this and get desperate to the point where you're, you know, certain items are at you know are scarce right now and then you're gonna just try to take advantage yeah if you uh, start uh gouging people on uh, the price of milk uh we're yeah. gonna have a certain uh, podcast host here this guy who's gonna, he's gonna put on like a batman suit and start <laughs> fucking fighting for justice yeah i will grab my nunchucks and uh start whooping some ass if uh you raise the price of milk i actually just went out and bought some milk today the last time i went to a grocery store i, I was when i was walking in there was like three people who walked out just with a gallon jug of milk. And I'm mm. like, oh no. Good people. <laughs> and then when I got there, there was plenty of milk still. And I was yeah. like, well, okay, what's going on here? I mean, milk um, goes with a lot of stuff. I bought a lot of cereal because it's like, well, that's an easy meal. Yeah, that's, that's what I need to buy. I need to buy more cereal. Cereal lasts a long time if people are really going to buy up all the food forever. I've been lazy with not getting cereal. I remember like cereal was always my jam. And I mean, I, I eat breakfast at work, you know, five days a week. So that's probably why I haven't had it. But I mean, it's still for something for the weekend. But right now, I mean, nice. I'm only working like three days a week right now, which I mean is better than some people. So I guess I got to try to continue to look at the positives, but I definitely need to go buy some cereal, I think, is what I'm getting at here. Yeah, so uh, an, an interesting thing about this, let's say, economic crisis is that it's not caused by anything that we did wrong. I mean, unless you're going to say, like, we could have done more about the virus, but it's not a uh, really a financial economic problem. So when things get back to normal, people are still going to want stuff. So that's why it's good to try to at least maintain your workforce, whatever you can do, because when it's done, we're going to need you 
back there. So like your restaurant's going to go back to full yeah. strength at some point. Yeah. Um, so we, it's important that all the people that work there are still know that they're going to have a job and they can come back because, and, and I think they do my, my, uh, all the workers that have worked at my family's restaurant have been there for years. I mean, it's basically like one giant family there. So they all know that they'll be, they'll be fine. It's just that, I mean, it's just stressful times. I mean, right now for, you know, small business owners and whatnot, I mean, for what it's worth, thankfully my family, we own the building that we have, and we also own the land that it's on. That, so that's, that's a huge part of it. Because it is. I think that's the that's the biggest problem right now, and no one really wants to talk about it. All these businesses that are worried, it's that the people that own the land, own the buildings, they're not going to be like, it's cool if you don't pay rent. Yeah. There are some good landlord, yeah. landlords that are doing that, but for the most part, they're like, we're going to still take our cut. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's Because, I mean, those people might be struggling business. too. Yeah. I was just, uh, my family friend that actually came in today, he was saying how... Uh, He's a realtor and he said, was talking about, he had like 14 deals last year or whatever. And he said like, just now within this 10 days that things have gone to like shit kind of three people like, uh, walked out of escrow or whatever. Yeah, and then default. a fourth one looks like they're about to. And he's like, think about it. He's like in just 10 days, that's a third of my business from last year just gone. And it's like, I mean, it's a struggle for everyone. So yeah, like you said, those people that, and he's done like commercial stuff. So I mean, those people that own buildings that people pay them rent it's going to be like they need to survive also so i mean it's like they they they're going to need their cut and i mean they might be able to i'm sure some people will work with people and then maybe the the landlords that are a little more well off can understand the situation and help out a little bit more but i mean yeah, if, the if world you, still has to own, go around if you own a building and you're thinking about it like two months is nothing in the grand scheme of things if you're like i, I can i can forego two months worth of rent if i own this building i won't own it forever thing about owning a building is yeah. you get the rent and then 20 years down the line your building is worth more than it you bought it for it's it's yeah. one of the only things where you can make it revenue stream and also sell the thing later for more there was so, a property owner i want to say it was in maine that uh made the front page of the yahoo news earlier this week that or last week that wasn't charging rent to his duplex uh, yeah tenants for a month or two or something yeah, like that. Just, just a month would be huge for these people. Um, I've also seen, um, you know, Airbnb. It's, it's a cool idea. I know you've used it. A, yep. A I was just in one, um, just um, under, over a, Airbnb under a, a month times. ago. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a cool idea, but it's also converted a lot of, uh, homes that would have been rented out to families into, you know, rentals, short-term rentals. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously the, what do you call it? The, travel industry whatever the entertainment industry is a uh, dead um all these type of places where a lot of people have airbnbs are now um not able to yeah, those rent people out, are screwed and they're gonna have, they're trying to rent them out to families now and the the rents are gonna plummet and it's just a total transformation of our economy you think of i i, I saw the thing about it was um a lot of the high tourist areas it was like fort lauderdale nashville these type of places mm -hmm. um that there's going to be a, like just an influx of new properties for long-term rentals rather than short-term because people can't rent short-term rentals anymore. And it's just like, it's such a huge transformation just of this thing. So now it's like that end uh, ending scene in uh, the day after tomorrow or, uh, or, or no, it's uh, 2012 where like the earth is reshaped. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like that. That's, um, it's a true thing. If you, if you, if you watch the, Go look at the uh, L.A. air quality stuff right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy just because 
factories are shut down, drivers aren't on the road as much. It does, freeways are empty. It does seem like one of those movies where it's like the earth is fighting back. Yeah, I, people keep posting those memes of it's like Mother Nature sent us all to our rooms yeah. for being bad or something. Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, I saw a meme like three weeks ago, so that's how long ago this has really been like a big deal. Where it was like uh, God talking to one of God's workers, where it was like, have they stopped licking each other's assholes? And what? <laughs> what? Okay, what? <laughs> what? And the, and the all right, no more whiskey for Andy. <laughs> and the worker's like, no. So God's like, all right, coronavirus. <laughs> okay. Uh, what? I don't know what the landed is. Uh, I thought it was. Uh, I just got to go up there with the randomness of I was listening to actually our uh, podcast, our entertainment podcast from last week, and I just remembered when I was halfway through it, and out of nowhere, Joe just went, "Reach for the oh sky." Oh my god! Yeah, that's the thing. I got to say, ball. like having him on here is like it is just. Free entertainment. That is just like, oh man, it was it was good. I was laughing. That was a good podcast last week. It was like a nice hour twenty five for our entertainment. Yeah, Joe is like a good like three people at once. I think. Oh yeah, there's there's so well, much. There's going There's three on. people in there at once. Yeah, you ever see Split? <laughs> it's a lot like that. Um, yeah. How have you guys been dealing with? I mean, Andy, you're still going to the office, but I mean, you can't go to. I mean, Bevmo's still open, uh, Andy. You're a little different. <laughs> so my life hasn't been all that affected. It hasn't changed that much. You're still going to the I'm, office. I'm going to work 40 hours a week. Uh, I'm coming home and just, you know, you can't do everything. But at the same time, I don't go out all that much. Yeah, a lot of stores. Like Bev- Bevmo's been begging. They've been sending emails like, hey, look, we're still open. We can put the liquor in your car for you. They really want people to go there. Um, I understand if they have all the stock. That that's one of the big issues. Is uh, everyone how how everything works is that you you prepare for you know three weeks to six weeks out a company like that. So like they got all this wine here that they're good thing wine doesn't go bad. Yeah, but well, uh, lose stock. They're like we got to get we still got to get sales out. Um, Figure a lot of people would be going to the store by now. I mean, my sister bought well, they're not, they're cases not, of wine from. I don't Costco think they're open. I don't out. think Bevmo is like open to go in. I think it's only uh, online orders. Oh uh, well, that sucks for them. Yeah, I think they're. Why I, can't you go in? Well, I think that's responsible. So a lot of places are trying to uh, cheat the system of like the the shutdown. So uh, for us here in Southern California, we marijuana actually, stores are open. They ruled that that was essential business. It is yeah, for, that's, it is for help. I actually thought about that today because there's like probably like five or six marijuana stores within a literally a mile radius from me, but probably yeah. about a half mile radius and at least two or three within like oh, I've a been to some of them, hundred right foot radius of me. And uh, yeah, they're still open. I thought about that today. It's funny you said that because I was like. Marijuana. I was like, I guess it's essential because I think it goes from the medical part. Like, the- yeah, it's healthcare. So, okay, but think about this: you have a mom or a dad who doesn't usually, you know, spend all day with their kids every day of the week, and now she has to, he or she has to teach them, you know, some of their lessons and keep them yeah. alive and all that stuff. That is going to be uh, medicine for her or him at the end of the day. They oh, need. Well, yeah, oh, they still know, have like alcohol. Wine or something. <laughs> yeah. Alcohol is the best medicine for that. Yeah, that was the thing I saw. Like uh, liquor stores in New York uh, got an exemption. And uh, they're like, well, you don't want alcoholics out on the streets, you know, oh, fuck trying to off. get alcohol. Who said uh, that? Like some churchgoer? 
Well, the thing is, grocery stores still still sell alcohol. So yeah, um, but now you can't get but, that five cent wine. I mean, I I haven't checked. I don't know if you've guys checked. Have like Seven Eleven still been open? Because they're like, hey, we're food service or whatever. I would assume they're all I know is that I went to a shell today. Oh my god, let me. I'm glad yeah, you brought you this said, up. Let me you, let me tell you about my morning because I know we're just kind of doing like entertainment stuff, like entertaining people. So I get to my uh, my uh, grandma's house this morning. My grandma and my uncle dropped them off some food, and my grandma. This is my Greek side. Anybody that knows me knows I'm half Greek, but that half Greek side is full Greek. I'm the only one that's not. My grandma's literally like came off the boat here in like the 50s, hardly speaks English. So she'll speak to me in Greek and I usually don't, like 98% of the time, I don't know what she's saying, but I understand like what she's getting at. So I knew she wanted me to get her cigarettes and then a bottle of wine. So I'm like, oh my God. So I'm like, all right, fine. And then she smokes like these, I don't know anything about smoking. I don't can, smoke can cigarettes. I, can I interject on this? Uh, during this time, cigarettes are not a good idea. This is a respiratory illness. She's 88. These are what keeping her alive. I know, but I'm just saying. These are keeping her alive. For the rest of our listeners. Oh, yeah. Um, try to refrain. It's a respiratory illness. The rest illness. of you, but at her age, she's almost 90. She's It's an exception. This is what's actually keeping her alive, especially the way she acted. I'll get there. So she smokes like these Virginia sweets or something Slims. like that. Oh, Slims. Yeah. Virginia oh, yeah. Slims. Yeah. yeah. Andy's a smoker. I didn't know that. <laughs> I worked at a grocery store. Okay. The old ladies love them. It's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I go in there, I go to the gas station. And so to your point, I wasn't allowed to go in the gas station area. It was like through like a, like I slide it under a drawer type thing and like a slide thing. And they he's on the other side of the window. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, anyway, so I'm like, yeah, Virginia Slims. I didn't have the box with me. And then he gave me these two and I'm like, oh yeah, that seems like what they're called. Go to the store, get her a bottle of wine. The bottle of wine was all right. I get back to the house. She has me do like chores. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to go back to work. And she ends up having me like bring these dresser drawers in, like fix them up. I'm like, it's this little 88 year old <laughs> Greek woman just bossing me around. I'm like, okay. So anyway, we get back into the kitchen. I'm thinking like, I'm going to leave soon. She grabs money on the table to pay me for my, my duty. She already gave me money to go buy this stuff, but now she's tipping me. So I'm like, all right, this is much appreciated yeah. until she saw the cigarettes that I got. Apparently, I got the wrong kind. I got uh, menthol uh, kind. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's a big deal. Oh, okay. well, it no, was no, no, a big no. deal because this 88-year-old woman threw them on the table, pissed off at me, and I'm like, oh, my God. So I, I could have I helped you there. I know from working at the grocery store, if you smoke menthols, you absolutely need menthols. If you don't smoke menthols, then you don't want them at all. Yeah, and I know she's like, so. she's getting up there, so... I knew what was coming. She's like, you got to go back to the store and get some more. So she empties her package of cigarettes and gives me the package to be like, get these. So I'm like already like, there's already anxious times. Like my anxiety is going sky high right now. So I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I go back to the, the, uh, the gas station. The guy obviously recognizes me. I give him the two back. I'm like, hey, sorry, I got the wrong kind. I need these kind. He's like, okay. And he's like, okay, I have those two kind, but they're not the long ones. They're the small ones. Oh, I'm like, no. that's fine. So he gives me the small ones. It's fine. I take him back to her. And my uncle is hilarious. My uncle who just got the kidney transplant, he's at the front door when I come up there and I hand him to him and he knows how my grandma is. So he's just like, just go, just go. He's like, get out of here. And I'm like, all right. So I'm walking back to the door. As I'm walking back to my car, I hear from inside, Anthony. And I'm like, oh no, oh no. And then I keep walking. Like I don't hear it, but the door opens. My uncle's like, hey, come back. She wants to pay you again. So I'm like, all right. So I come back. She gives me $5, which was nice. It's better than nothing. And my uncle just starts laughing. He's like, oh, I'll tell his brother, my other uncle, to give you more money at work. I'm like, it's fine, whatever. But wow, what an ordeal. 
And it's like, I literally know shit about cigarettes, dude. I'm just used to people being like, oh, give me the Marble lights or something. But no, when I, it gets to the weird shit that no one ever buys, unless you're 70 plus, it's like, I'm just fucked. I don't uh, know a thing about cigarettes from either. From working at a grocery store for like a year and a half, that's something I definitely remember was old ladies are into Virginia Slims and the menthol or non-menthol is a big deal. Yeah. So I work at a grocery store too. I don't have a dossier of any of these people. I mean, you I work at a, a higher wealth area. Yeah, that's store. true. <laughs> I, uh, that's the thing is like, and at her age, like if it would have been someone else, I'd have been like, like is that Steve Winwood song? <laughs> if it was my uncle, I'd have been like, dude, come on. Like, you're fine. But because she's a little older, I was like, uh, and she's helped me out a lot in the past. I mean, and that's the thing is like, she's helped me out before in the past. So it's like, I can't be mean. Obviously I'm not gonna be mean to my 80 year old grandmother. I'm a nice guy to them, but <laughs> oh, to them only. Yeah. make sure you clarify that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just, it was a rough morning to say the least. And I mean, I'm already, ugh. yeah. Well, you learned. I did learn. Like, I won't make that mistake again. Thankfully the wine was right. But I still yeah. couldn't believe she just threw them on the on the. On no, the table. I I remember where it's like, oh, uh, like I want Marlboro one fifty ones, and like I don't know what that means. I still don't know what that means. That like I definitely don't know. That yeah, that's in the uh, alcohol aisle, man. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we only have uh, whatever regulars, and like, no, I want this fucking shit. And it's like, really? Like your addiction is. I one? remember one time a lady said something. I was like, ah, uh, uh, <laughs> and I was like, maybe. Uh, I was like, is this one? I'm holding it up in the air. She's like. <laughs> I'll just come over there. She knew yeah. I had no idea what I was talking about. It's like, I thought a cigarette is a cigarette. I guess. Yeah. What the hell wrong. is a light one? Are you eating yeah. these things? Are low know. carb? Yeah. I have no idea. I still don't know. <laughs> I don't either. To this day, I don't know what a light cigarette is, but uh, they know and they Less care. calories. They it's got to be. So. Maybe they have keto ones. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean... Keep seeing celebrities, new ones. Harvey Weinstein has coronavirus. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> How? He's in jail. <laughs> uh, jail is really bad. Rikers has, I think they said like 40 positives or something. Wait, Harvey Weinstein really has coronavirus? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think he's still in Rikers, right? Yes. We talked about it. Remember, we were like, yeah, oh, we shit. talked about it last week. It's like Arkham or something. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's really not. But. Uh, the mayor of uh, Big Bear has it. Mm. How old is Harvey Weinstein? 69? I was going to say 70, but 69 is a better number, isn't it? He's right at that number yeah. somewhere. Um, well, you, guys, he, you guys continue. I'm going to go get a refill. Here. Oh. oh, Andy. <laughs> Andy, what have you been enjoying? <laughs> this is uh, an Elijah Craig small batch bourbon. Oh, wow. Along with a little floater of vanilla Coke. Could I get a thimble? Um, yeah, how about you, you bring some thimbles back? You I don't carry need the, three glasses. the vanilla Coke part of it. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll, just give me a little bit of the Elijah on the rocks Just a here. little. Just right, a taste. I'll get, I'll get my assistant to help out, too. Thank you very much, Andy. Um, yeah, so we have been seeing more and more celebrities uh, popping up with announcing they have the virus. And it's like, you wonder if any of these celebrities are just going to get on the bandwagon of saying they have it just to be relevant. <laughs> yeah, and I think I wouldn't be surprised if that that's like kind of a way that some of these people want to see because it's like, oh, look, this celebrity had it and they survived. It's like, well, no shit because they're 38 years old or they're a professional athlete. Yeah. You know, like that's the thing is a lot of these basketball guys, that's like professional athletes. It's like, dude, they're going to be fine as long as they don't have any history of anything crazy. No lung problems, no asthma, no. Yeah, exactly. What not, heart disease, you know, fought cancer before. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm seeing a whole lot of people. I'm on a list just uh, right now. Debbie Mizar, she's been in. She was in Goodfellas. She was in Entourage. Is she uh, the wife in Goodfellas? 
Uh, the girlfriend. Of uh, Ray Liotta? Yeah. Oh, the girlfriend. So not his wife. No, uh, not that. I'm blank. I don't know who that is, her name. Uh, yeah. Then you have, you know, Idris Alba, his wife even got it. She's like, I'm, le- I'm not leaving my man. I, I got it too. Kevin Durant. We still haven't found out which Lakers have it, right? No, but it was pretty funny because I, uh, so Quinn Cook had come out and said that the coronavirus test is the worst seven, eight seconds of his life. So all these people started commenting on that, that post that the Lakers sent out on their Facebook and everybody started saying like, oh man, if that's the worst seven, eight seconds of your life, you've lived quite a privileged life, yada, yada. And basically it was basically a bunch of people just calling him a pussy, which was kind of funny because it was kind of like, okay, we get it. It could be a little painful, but it's like, come on, dude. It's like, if that's really the worst seven, eight seconds of your life, it's like, what is, you've obviously lived a pretty decent life. I kind of agree with that. I mean, I'm sure it is a little painful that something goes up your nose, but it's like, uh, I mean, come on. How really bad can it be? Yeah. The uh, Viking from Game of Thrones, that redheaded Oh, yeah, yeah. He got it. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, celebrities travel all over the place all the time, yeah, so they, it kind of makes sense. More prone to it, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, I flew. Thank you, sir. Th- three weeks ago now, but I, uh, I was safe. Get some for yourself, sir. Thank you. A couple of cubes. Uh, I'll take a splash. Why not? Yeah, actually, it, me too. Then. That was a big thimble. Yeah, by this the way. was definitely more than I thought <laughs> I said it would a be. Thimble, Andy. Sorry, we're uh, you know these are quarantine times. We've got the. Yeah, I've been seeing, and I like this meme, uh, quarantine is basically like being at the airport. There is no wrong time to start drinking in the day. I mean, think about it. Where are you going? I've still been working out, luckily. And you know what's funny? We've been noticing here. We've had good weather in Southern California, as you may imagine. I've never seen this many people out and about on a walk, taking their kids around, taking the dog on a walk. We've been going and shooting hoops. Um... I get it to some extent with like Andy, uh, like older people, like parents with their kids, they need to get them out of the house because they're bouncing off walls and breaking their arms and whatnot. But I mean, you see a lot, like we saw some kids playing like five on five, four on four, whatever it was, uh, at the courts. Like, come on, what are you doing? Yeah. I think kids, uh, don't can't grasp the reality of this. And, uh, I'm also thinking like, nor should they, you know, let them, let them live in their. So I was actually talking about that today too. Cause like Sean said, we were shooting hoops earlier and we saw like a, a handful of, you know, parents out there with their children, but it's like, these parents are like homeschooling their kids right now. And it's like, think about it when you're in school in elementary school and even uh middle school, but it's like you have recess, you have lunchtime and you have PE. So it's like, I remember in elementary school, I think we had PE two or three times a week. But in middle yeah. school, it's like you have PE every, every day. day yeah. You have a new, you have a, a like a recess, a nutrition, whatever, and then you have your lunch. So it's like you're able to get outdoors and move around. And it's like, you know, these parents, it's like you know, as long as it's like you know, you're not doing it with your other friends. If you have a house full of two, three kids, it's like let them go out and ride bikes or shoot hoops and yeah, I think uh, just keep your distance from other people. Do your yeah, own thing. Yeah, the guidance is, is if it's with their own family, like they're not wanting like especially kids to just suffer inside all day. I mean, they yeah. want that fresh air. And some people don't have like nice yards like we might have, where you yeah, can kind you of imagine, roam around. Yeah, could you imagine you know living in New York and having two kids, and you're in you know a, your place is the size of the room that we're podcasting in. And you have two little kids. Well, that's also one of the problems is that uh, some of the parks are getting really filled because people are do want to go out and do stuff. Yeah, so, my uh, sister has been. She runs four and a half miles almost every day, and she's been having the kids follow on their bikes. Yeah, they're eleven, nine, and five. So. 
I can only imagine that's a long day up there. Definitely need a a glass of what is this, Elijah Wood? <laughs> I wish I wish sometimes. Are you serious, John? <laughs> Who Elijah Craig? Yes. Elijah Wood is I fucking, don't know, he could have his fucking own Frodo. <laughs> And the funny thing is, is you've never seen Lord of the Rings, have you? No, but I know who Elijah Wood is. Oh, he was seen in uh, uh, The Good Son, right? Uh, no, but I Wait, did watch. Well, that's with fucking uh, Mila Wilfred. Kunis's boyfriend, right? Yeah, Macaulay. He, he was in Wolfram. Who, Andy? You haven't seen who? The Good Son? Well, who's in that? Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. I don't think so. He's like an evil kid and keeps fucking with Elijah Wood. Well, I remember yeah, that's the, a great one. So I remember the famous scene in that movie is where the mom's holding them both over the ledge, and I think she lets go of Home Alone. Yeah. Because he's, he's evil. Yeah, I what know. What year is this from? There's a scene too. or something? Isn't there a scene too in like an ice skating rink where like he like falls underneath or something or? That sounds right. I don't, he was just an evil kid who wanted to fuck with Elijah Wood. And yeah. I'll have to, is this streamable anywhere? I don't know. My mom That'd used to watch that, show, that movie. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Wood was also in Back to the Future 2, his no. debut, uh, where Marty McFly goes into the, uh, the 80s cafe uh-huh. and he gets the Pepsi. And then there's the, the the arcade machine, and he plays it with a little gun, and then Elijah Wood's a little kid watching him. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not as well-versed in Back to the Future 2. Oh, well, just follow Elijah Wood's career. Wilfred. I just said, I, I know him from Wilfred. So uh, I, you might know because you have Hulu. Hulu's, Hulu and FX have been trying to like do their integration thing. Yeah. A lot of FX shit. They have been all on FX on there. So Wilfred's probably on there. Wilfred's, I'm sure it is. They a, said over you know, 40, 100,000 uh, yeah. originals or something. Yeah, one of my favorites. Still no home alone. Yeah, you're the Their worst. home improvement. No, still no home While improvement. While we're getting the recommendations for entertainment, you're the worst. That was one of my favorite uh, comedy shows of the last decade. I think that was great. Who's who's that? Uh, who's in that? Um, no one you would know. I don't know. I remember you talking about that show. the the main The main girl was in Wolf of Wall Street as the like assistant, but it was very very small role. Uh, um, but I, I that was a great show about. It was kind of like Friends, but fucked up Friends if you think about it. I think I've seen one or two of those episodes. Yeah, it was, it was you really, talked about this a while ago. Yeah, I thought it was a great show, and that's that's got to be on that. FX on Hulu or whatever. I gotta look into that because uh, they're putting all their shows on there. They've got that new one, Devs. I want to check we out. We watched briefly the uh, is his name Little Dicky. Yeah, or yeah, whatever that one. I want to watch that one. Too. I don't remember what it's called. Dave or something. My name yeah, is Dave something or something like that. Like that. Um, yeah. I was making breakfast. I wasn't really paying attention. He does look a lot like what Patrick Dempsey's character would from Can't Buy Me Love would look like now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, but I don't understand. It's like Seinfeld where like, oh, he's a, a rapper. Well, he is. In, in real life, world. that guy is. I know who yeah. he is, but in this so. show, he's like Jerry Seinfeld in Seinfeld. Yeah. But I don't have, I mean, I haven't heard it. I never listened to him on my own, but I'd, my friends would play his stuff. But that was five years ago. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I trust FX with comedy. They have yeah, good I'm instincts. sure it's great. They never really seem to yeah. fail. Well, let me ask you this. Where's Snowfall at? Is that not on that service? No, it is. But I'm saying, are they coming back? Oh, no. They, they were one of the uh, shows that got shut down. What? They got... Why? Uh, everything got shut down. So they were... They oh, were, okay. They were filming, still making it, though. Yeah, they were filming okay, their next season. Don't use the word shut down. That makes it sound like well, they I mean, got ended. No, they're, no, no. they're it's, they're it's, delayed. So that's something if people don't realize is that a lot of productions got shut down. I was very disappointed. Uh, Fargo. So I watched the trailer for season four of Fargo, 
which is really exciting to me. Chris Rock starring Jason Schwartzman. Oh, wow. Timothy Olyphant. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. Huh. Um, they didn't finish it because I, I was watching Better Call Saul, which is excellent. If, yeah. if you can find that, uh, that's on Netflix. I've um, watched, uh, I'm halfway through season four right now. I've been watching them just, you know, here and there. You got the German guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, so I was really, uh, I was thinking, I was watching it. I was like, I'm so happy that they probably filmed all this and it's all done. And that this will finish out. So I'm thinking anything like most TV shows, like network shows are, are usually like six, six weeks of lag. But like the cable, the good cable shows are filmed like in advance. So you don't see an episode until the whole thing's wrapped. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was like, so I was like, okay, Better Call Saul will finish. That's good. And then I was thinking about Fargo. And I was like, wait, that's, that's going to premiere in about, it's supposed to premiere in about a month. And I was like, that's got to be done, right? And I looked it up. No, they didn't finish it. This is like that. Remember the writer's strike? However yeah. many years ago that was. Yeah. So uh, that that's so they said they're not going to air it. Obviously, they're not going to air nine episodes and have you finish it later. Yeah. Because uh, that rough. has been a crazy show. Snowfall. Yeah. Oh, I I couldn't get enough of that. Yeah. I so love that kind of stuff. Just yeah, seeing no, I like, love, the impact I love and. That life, it's it's crazy and entertaining to watch. I love anything that's like a period piece, uh, looking back at stuff. Um, I mean, that's one thing. Fargo is is mostly in the past. Um, this new season's even even further. I like, think it's like the fifties. Um, mm-hmm. But that's that's a great show. If that's something if you guys are looking for things to watch during never. This wa- I mean, there's too shutdown. much to watch. So the thing it's with impossible. Fargo is it's all independent. So if you're like, I can't watch eleven seasons, you don't have to because. And you could start off on any season and understand it because it's all contained stories. Okay. Um, it's like American Horror Story. Yeah, it's like that a lot, yeah. That's um, what I love about American Horror Story. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. fuck it, who knows? Maybe I'll just start watching those. There's Yeah, there's eight seasons on Netflix at this point, right? We yeah. have. Um, I've watched most of them. <clears throat> yeah. I was going to say, at the end here, are we still going to get into what we've been watching? Yeah. Might as well. I mean, I have stuff. Yeah, me yeah. too. But um, I mean, I'm enjoying this. I think the people want f- some ranting. Yeah, we're just doing some free flow and conversation. I like it. I like it. This is what yeah. the people need. Um, Kenny Rogers died. Yeah. 87? I think it was 82 or something. Also, there 82. used to be a Kenny Rogers that pitched for the Rangers, right? And the Tigers, World Series. Mm-hmm. It was 06 World Series. Is Kenny Rogers still on that team? Yeah. With Ver- Verlander as a rookie. He was 81. Yeah. Um, that was on Saturday. It got reported. Yeah, Kenny Rogers has some great stuff. Song Lady, it's a great one. Now, didn't he have the Kenny Rogers Roasters? He did. Chicken he kept Kramer and Seinfeld. <laughs> I just want to do some great Kenny. Did Rogers he own now. a chicken joint? Like what was? I believe that was yeah. He uh, had some KFC style chicken restaurants. Okay, because I never got yeah. that. Um, I remember um, went to a local record store and um, one of our friends bought the Kenny Rogers Greatest Hits. What are his vinyl. songs? Uh, the Gambler is his most famous one. Um, you uh, have gambler. to know when to hold them. You've got to know when to fold them. That song. Wow. <laughs> that was beautiful, Andy. You You know that song. You know that song. <laughs> I'm too drunk to sing the whole thing. Uh, but another song. Do you that know the whole thing? A, a Kenny Rogers song. It's not a tribute to his solo career. I believe it's under some band. But from uh, The Big Lebowski, the song... When he's like hallucinating, so, was it flying. islands in the islands in the um, stream? No, it's uh, okay. well, that is one of his songs. So that's right? on Spotify. Yeah, his Dolly Parton, islands one. in the stream is his most played yeah, song, 112 million. Duet and then, with Dolly Parton. Then classic. the gambler, 
Then we've the Coward of the County. Coward of the County is great, yeah. We've got Tonight, and then Through the Years. Those yeah. are his top five songs so, on Spotify. Uh, the song on, in the Big Lebowski is like, uh, I forget what it's called, but uh, you know that scene, right? Yeah, I'm trying to... Uh, I know the scene you're talking about, which is like floating in the sky type yeah. thing. So it's not under his name, but it's... Uh, Hold on, I'll have it in a second. I have Kenny it on Rogers. here. Uh, another good song from that is The Man in, Be- in Me by Bob Dylan. Yeah. That's uh, been on a ton of commercials. Yeah. It was on those college football commercials with the mascots, and I'm like, oh, shit. Um, Just dropped in to see what condition my condition yeah, was in. I was going to say my condition, my condition. Yeah, yeah that's Kenny Rogers and the first edition. Yeah. So it's not it's not his solo career, but uh, it's still one of his uh, premier songs, especially because of the movie. Um, the Gambler has a great Muppets video. So Is that wanna, right? If you want to pay respects, it's him because they're not actual, they're Muppets, but they're not the Muppet Muppets, you know? Mm-hmm. So anything that's a puppet that's through the Muppets thing is called a Muppet. <laughs> God, but, this feels like a Dr. <laughs> Seuss rhyme. And it was a Muppet. <laughs> so you're like, oh, Muppets like Kermit? Came it's, no, Kermit's not in it, but it's like real puppets. Okay. And he's on a train and it's pretty fucking great. Wow. So I'd recommend, I'm sure it's on YouTube for free. Uh, go check that out. The Muppet Show from the 70s is uh, excellent entertainment, and I love that it'll live on forever. There's a lot of great shit. I grew up on that shit. You know watching what, Watching John Tony, Denver and shit. This is reminding me a lot of when uh, Andy had to drink all those Kirkland lights, oh, yeah. and so he was over here getting a little bit loaded on each well, I, mean, I, I mean, We haven't had Andy drunk in the studio in a while. Look, I mean, look. I honestly don't even know what day it is anymore. I actually posted some on my Instagram about like how literally... Ugh, about a week before this quarantine, like really became like big. I was saying, I was like, dude, I honestly want to like cut back on drinking. Like I'm not trying to do it as much, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden now we're quarantined in the house. And it's like, that's what you got to do to get through the evenings. Sometimes just the entire day. Yeah. Like I went to the point, like, you know, like I popped open a drink at like five o'clock here and Andy, like, and that was before I knew what Andy was bringing over. And then when I saw Andy walk through the door, he had a bottle of Elijah Craig in his hand. And I looked at him and I said, oh, thank God. And well, Andy knew that I, I knew, that he knew, that we knew what was about to happen. I figured if we're doing this podcast um, without any like plans or news or whatever, we're just going to have to go in blind. And turns out we've got a lot of news to cover, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't even yeah. have work tomorrow. Andy doesn't have, I mean, he's got work, but doesn't really count. Yeah, I mean, no one's life is on the line, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, one thing that's been startling on this whole thing is... The numbers I've been going, I'm kind of just following this John Hopkins uh, info terminal way too closely. So we're uh, California, and we have the fourth most in the state and the country. Yeah, uh, one of the issues there, but is it's just, a wide. We're also the biggest state. New York has twenty, nearly twenty-one thousand cases. New Jersey, nearly three thousand cases. Might as well just combine that. Yeah, they're, they're then it's huge. Washington, and then it's us. Yeah, so two thousand. Wa- 176. Yeah, Washington, That's obviously. We have just 2,000? Yeah. Wow, and New, and New York has 20,000? 20, almost 21,000. So and they have 158 deaths. But that's because it's a big city. Everyone's all They live on top together. of each other. So Washington had the uh, the first instance of the outbreak yeah. with the, uh, the nursing home. So that's why their numbers are so high. Uh, one of the problems with the numbers is the testing. We just don't have enough tests. Yeah, that's also the thing is New those been, numbers are going to rise. Like they already said, they think about 500,000 people are going to get And them. I also think a lot of people might have had this a couple months ago and then didn't even realize they had it. Yeah. That's the other crazy thing, also, too. Also, yeah. as we're recording this, we're still third in the world. 
We're at uh, about 44,000. Behind Italy's 64,000. Yeah. China's 81,000. Next week, we probably pass them up pretty easy. Oh, definitely. We're 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 about... I think we had 100,000 since uh, we last talked. The last three days have been about 8,000 per day. And again, that's because of shortage of testing. Well, the reason New York is skyrocketing is because they're actually getting tests. Um, that's going to happen at some point in California. LA actually said... We're not testing people as much because we just don't have tests, which is limiting the... Uh, well, I think they said they have the test, but they don't have the second part of it. Yeah, there's there's supply chain problems with the yeah, ads, like, oh, the swabs and this thing, whatever. Um, but it's more what it's way more than what the tests are saying, um, not to scare people, but like the, te- the, the what's being reported is not the truth. Uh, it's not because we're trying to trick people, but that's just the reality of the test. Um, but they're good. They're still a good measure to see like the increase. Yeah. Um, I think Orange County had 30 people today, which was about 30, 30% increase in one day. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to get it to down to like doubling every week, but we're doubling every two days. So. Yeah. Right now is the pivotal point they're saying. So the next 10 to 15 days is pretty crucial. So yeah. Stay at home. Listen to the pod. Share with a friend. Yeah, the best Remotely. Thing, the best thing still is to slow this so that we can get back to somewhat normal sooner rather than later. I know the president has been saying something about maybe 15 days, and the 15 days includes a week we've already had. I don't think that's realistic. Um, but, like, there's still hope to like get closer to normal i think anyone over 60 needs to realize that closer to normal doesn't include them that sucks but it doesn't um you gotta just stay in place because you're the highest hey they're saying that half the people on uh, critical care critical condition are like 20 to 40 years old yeah it's still it still fucks with younger people um but obviously anything that fucks with you uh, you know, pre-lying medical conditions. Yeah. Anything? The 34-year-old who passed from Redlands, for instance, he had testicular cancer. Yeah. He yeah. had asthma. And he was he also uh, had something else. My uh, a good buddy of mine, I was in his wedding. I was in their wedding. His wife, who's a friend of mine whose wedding I was in also, it was her friend's cousin. Really? So they yeah. actually, he actually sent it to us because he, they personally knew him or like at yeah. least knew someone that was very a family member of his and yeah that was the thing with him he was like 34 years old a little heavier set but not like crazy but did have asthma and did have cancer like in 2016 so it is people like that that you know i mean and here's the thing is like yeah obviously it's gonna fuck with younger people too but it's like there's a lot of younger people out there that have asthma and have other underlining problems that this doesn't help. And I mean, I, I remember being in elementary school and it's like you all, every elementary school, you know, you had your one or two kids in your class that had asthma. So, like I remember seeing my buddy have an asthma attack when we were in high school, when he was 16 years old, he was a cross country runner. This kid could run a 425 mile, but he had asthma. Jesus. And I remember having him watching him have an asthma attack when he was like at his job. And I remember just being like, Holy fuck, dude. Like that was a scary thing for me to see. Cause it's, it literally gets to the point where you can't breathe. So I imagine if you do get something like this that affects the respiratory, yeah, it's going to, Fuck you up. Yeah, I think that's important to remember is that this is uh, causing respiratory issues. So if you have anything, any problems with that, 
you are the highest risk. So if you have asthma, realize you're at a higher risk than like an old person who doesn't. So um, that's that's scary, but realize that's that's the truth. Um, like I'm confident that I'm not going to have any issues. I've never had issues like that. But um, yeah, that's that's scary. That's what that's how it seems to be killing people. That's why we need respirators. Um, I know there was a story about a like a guy who worked for NBC who where he was on like a respirator and he was only thirty something. And it's like that's that's the reality. Is if you have any issues with that, then you're you're just higher risk. Yeah. Huh. I'll tell you what. If I had. Like if I knew I had like some sort of underlining health problem, like if I had respiratory, like if I grew up with asthma or anything like respiratory like that, I wouldn't even be fucking risking it. Yeah, I'd definitely be out. I mean, if I even if I had a job, I would tell them like, hey, understand my condition and I would do what I had to do to make sure I was getting money in or just kicking it at home and like making sure that the people I lived with were like having respect to my situation too. Because that is scary. Like I have my buddy's mom who she's in her late 60s, has asthma too and stuff or has had asthma, I think has it. And it's like, it's, she's pretty on edge about it. And it's like, I don't blame her. I mean, these are scary times for anybody that has that. Like, I mean, I don't have anything like that. So it's like, I don't have to, I don't think about it as deeply as someone else who actually might, you know, I've had friends that are, that I grew up with that were my age that had asthma. I mean, asthma can be to anybody. Yeah. And it's also important to think about those people because yeah, because if you don't have it, you if you know, like I'm going to come in contact with those people to like be you know and that's what i think about too like i love my grandma who's in her late 80s who's a smoke who's been a smoker whole life then my uncle who just got a kidney transplant so his immune system is very weak right now it's like those are two people that if they got it and i give them food i get them food like three days a week those are two people that if they got it they it it could really do some damage to them so yeah so one of the worries right now and what's going on with like italy is that um so sadly is if you're in italy and your grandma did get sick they would uh, not prioritize her at all. They'd be like, "Wait, we've got exactly bigger issues. Uh, you're gonna, we'll see, we'll see. You yeah, might die. My, We're just gonna see." My buddy, who is a he's a heart surgeon at Stanford, he was telling me about that. About he he told me this last week. He's like, "Hey, have you heard what's going on in Italy?" Because him and I started talking about it. I'm like, "No, what's up?" And he's like, "The people that are over seventy over there, they're basically just saying." Good luck. Yeah. They're you know? giving the care. To and the so that's something people. that I feel like obviously the media is not talking about enough is like, yeah, there's been a ton of deaths in Italy and yeah, they're mostly older people, but a lot of those older people, they're not even treating. So it's like, if they were treating some of those older people, I guarantee you at least half of them, or at least a good portion could survive. But if you're not going to treat them, then it's like, yeah, they're, they're going to be fucked. <laughs> and I mean, that's, yeah. that's a scary thought. So it, Italy does seem almost like the worst case scenario. It's definitely not the worst case scenario, but uh, for right now, they're they're doing poorer than you know everyone else. They have over we, six thousand deaths. Yeah, we talked we talked about it last week that they seem to have more of an aged population. Um, but that's that's what we could be looking at right now. Yeah, their death rate is way higher. than China ours. is reporting about half of that. Yeah, three thousand one hundred and fifty three. So they're they're the example to look at. Like, wait, this is what it could be at the worst. So, um, yeah, just look at them. How they have. We're we're almost to Italy in number of cases, right? Yeah. So I think we're only at like a thousand deaths or something, five hundred. Yeah, oh, yeah, ours is on this list is split up. So New York is at like a hundred. Yeah. Uh, Washington's at a hundred. So I think we're about five hundred total. Yeah, somewhere when we have two thirds of their uh, infected. So we're our death rate is way lower. So that's a that's a good thing. Um, 
So yeah, part of part of this, the deaths are caused by not being able to treat older people who that are sick, and that's what's going on there. Be um, careful at gas stations. I'm here seeing that the gas pump is basically a super breeder. How many people touch that a day? Yeah, I know the yeah, there, gas, a, gas stations. I actually are took scary. a glove, a rubber glove. And so uh, I actually, when I went and filled up the other day, I actually got gas today, but after I did get gas, I was like, I had known like, okay, I touched that. And when I was in my car, I was very like cautious to make sure I didn't like touch anything else. And then when I got to my grandparents, I did wash my hands. But then later that day I got back, when I got back to work, I did. First thing I did when I got back inside work was wash my hands again. And then I actually got some disinfectant wipes and I did nice. wipe down my steering wheel and a lot of the things in the car. Cause it, it is crazy to think how many people do touch a, but you know, that's, what's so funny is like, that's what I was wondering too. Is like after all this is done and it all blows over, are people how cautious are people going to be after this? Like, is this Everyone's whole pandemic germaphobe going to make people yeah become germaphobes? Because it's crazy to think like out there still like the common cold still out there, the stomach flu still out there, all all sorts of viruses and shit are still out there. And it's like when you do touch a gas station handle, it's like you don't think for one second like how many people have touched this today. It's like you just kind of go along with your day and you get gas. Granted, I will say that that's why we have immune systems and our immune systems have built up. So it is harder to get sick, even if you do touch all that stuff. But it is just crazy to think out there, like when you are out in public and you touch things, like how many people have touched that before you walk into a store and you open the door, how many people have touched that door today? And you don't, it doesn't even cross your mind. Yeah. And I'm sure once all this blows over, it'll go back to not crossing people's minds. But for the next few months, obviously everybody's alert, which is good. And I mean, hopefully afterwards, people are still alert to be able to like maybe have hand sanitizer in your car, maybe wash your hands, you know, throughout the day, a good amount. Like I've always been big at that with work. Like it's like a habit for me at work. Like before I eat anything at work, I always brush my teeth. Even I'm in brush my teeth. I always, me too. I always wash my hands. I was going to say it's a habit like brushing your teeth. You don't even think about it. You just do it without realizing it. All right. Well, uh, should we get into what we've been watching? I seems like Andy could talk all night. Yeah. <laughs> He's got that look in his eye. Andy wants to make this a five-hour like, yeah. marathon it's pod. It's like the Lord of the Rings yeah, trilogy. It's charity. It's a, the, one of those marathons. Yeah. yeah. Call in toll-free. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, you want to keep going, Andy? Uh, what do you want to talk about? I, the I, world. What What do we uh, not how's cover the, today? How's the quarantine been for you, Andy? Anything exciting going on at home? <laughs> yeah, it's really hard when you live with a... Uh, a you already have number. a frat house there. Yeah, when you live with a good number of people, it's hard to... Uh, I mean, we're only, we're only one behind you. Yeah. And we have one female like you do, which you'd like to think. Yeah. I, it's, I'm not going to call her responsible, but I'm not going to hold her responsible. I mean, she's responsible, but I mean, like, it's good to have a female in your home. You know, it just seems like things are just more clean and organized. It can be. <laughs> yeah. Keep people in line. Um, so one thing uh, I've noticed, I have uh, one particular roommate who uh, is a social person, I would say. Um, very much relying on other people, wants to be around other people. Um, I think some of us have felt bad. Like, why does he feel this way? He doesn't need to feel this way, but that's that's what it is. Um, Maybe he was born this way. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not not a bad guy by any means. He wants to do right by people and is looking out for people, but he's uh you know out there trying to still uh, be social because that's his that's his world, and he's still out there and he uh, wants to bring people. There's no bars open, so he still wants to have some social activity and bring people in. And it's a little bit of a risk, but uh, that's that's a reality. But on Saturday night, he wanted to to do a good thing and host a 
I, I believe I'll call it a bachelorette party for his sister. Uh, with uh, yeah, it was. It was. I'll say double digit people were over into his uh, um, his club. Call the police on you. Yeah, I was thinking, but when I first heard all the noise, I was like, I should call the police. <laughs> uh, Roll the party in the hallway. <laughs> but uh, when I found out what was going on, I realized there was good intentions behind it. Yeah, it's it was still a risk, but so was she gonna miss having her bachelorette party? Yeah, so her I bachelorette so. party was gonna be this weekend uh, or this past weekend. Yeah, so it was cool that they put that together for her. Just um, unfortunate circumstances oh, with absolutely. what's going on in the world. Yeah, I still think it was uh, the wrong idea. I think the best idea is to be like, let's put all of that on hold, um, have it via uh, FaceTime. You or Zoom. I mean, what's interesting about that too is like, I. That wedding's in what about month? And Sean knows you're End going to May. it. So I mean, it's yeah, like that, still it's books. a it's a scary it's a scary as time right now I for I I feel honestly I feel for people right now that have like oh it's horrible you know I, I was gonna say like that have birthdays this month but it's like oh, whatever but it, like especially for someone that's got a wedding I mean weddings are a big day and it's like it's just unfortunate that you know you plan this for months and months and you know the last thing you think of is that a sickness is gonna come into town and disrupt it but it's like it's very. Well, might. Well, especially if you have any, like, uh, deposit on the books or something like that. Well, from what I understand, all of those, they're working with you as, like, making it as easy as possible. Yeah, they definitely should. Because everyone's in the same boat. My boss, for instance, his son was supposed to be getting married that exact same weekend. They canceled it already. Um, I think that's the best thing to do. You don't want to force people to travel. Um, my boss canceled his fishing trip in July. And again, that guy's, yeah. that company is like, no problem. We understand. Here you go. Yeah. No, I think that's the, the right thing to do right now is just kind of not put anything on the books um, that isn't there already and try to reschedule anything that is. Uh, but people, I think... So I know you guys, I feel you guys are more optimistic than I am. I, I feel like things are going to be shut down longer than they... I saw today the government is saying 10, maybe 15 weeks. I mean, there's there's conflicting... And the president's going No on. one seems to know. The president's well, saying like, no hey, one does know. hey maybe, maybe in like 10 days from now we'll be good. But it's like, then there's people like 18 months. And it's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, some people are already trying to just populate uh, Mars. They're like, this planet's over. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of alternatives. Uh, go out to like rural Nevada or something, figure something out. Um, yeah, the other thing is just if we if we get in place good testing for people who already had it, because such a significant part of the population will get it without knowing. Yeah, and those people, it's helpful for them to know they have it and they have immunity to it, and they can resume normal activity. Well, that's what uh, executive producer Luke says. He keeps saying, just lock up all the old people, let the young people go out and get it. For the most part, yes. And then let them pass it. Yeah, I think that's that's one strategy. I feel like what we're doing now should stay in place for a little longer. Yeah, no, I agree. And then we can go to that strategy. Because right now, even young people have problems. There's enough young people having problems yeah, that it's, it's still going to overload Yeah, it's putting plenty of that. young people in the hospital as well. Yeah, there's still it's still enough to overload the system. So, if we can, we can mix the strategies of delay until this point. And or, then. moving forward, maybe we just don't eat, you know, those pangaloins or whatever they're called. So, that's actually a big <laughs> thing that... Uh, Have you throughout- seen what those animals look like, by the way? 
a pangaloin, I think is how it's called. It looks like a fucking like armadillo, doesn't it? Yeah. Like so, it's a tortoise without so the shell. Here's the thing. This is a big thing that uh, has happened throughout all this, though, is that China has banned being able to like for people to eat like wildlife animals like that, yeah. like at those markets. And I guess that was a $74 billion industry in China. <laughs> so it's disgusting. And it has been, it has now been stopped. So, I mean, obviously these are Tell tough me. times, but yeah, it's ridiculous. Obviously these are tough times, what but the hell is that? We're looking at a photo yeah, of a pangolin. In the, in the long run, I pangolin. think like a lot of, a lot of good could come out of this in the long run. Obviously it sucks now, but first off, it doesn't well, look tasty. It looked I mean, kind of cool. It I mean, you like think that until it's, until so it's skinned and cooked, though, Sean. Here I mean, is one issue. It's it not cooked. Does a cow look tasty? I don't think they so, cook it. So, okay, they, they must. <laughs> but so, then how do they get the sickness? Doesn't the, cooking it get rid of I that? I don't know. So one issue is that uh, China doesn't deal a lot with livestock. That's part of their culture. They don't eat a lot. Of, they don't have a lot of dairy. Not a lot of beef. That's why they live to be 138 years old. Yeah. If you wanted them to convert to that, now you've got the global warming problem up by a thousand. Just, we're fucked that way. <laughs> the cows are just going to be farting and shitting all over the entire world, and we're fucked. So one of the one of the good things about Chinese people eating bats is the bats aren't farting as much. <laughs> There's a title. Oh boy. Uh, I'm sorry that sounded. Uh, it's it's the truth. Is that the bats if, don't fart. If if the Chinese ate beef like Americans did and had to raise them like Americans did to meet that demand, yeah, but no one is like Americans. Fucked. We'd be fucked. So there's got to be some alternative. Um, I'm sure, the vegans are be like, yeah, stop all of it. But uh, yeah, that's that's one issue. Yeah, uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. What was it that spread out this coronavirus? Was it a bat or was it that armadillo looking There's, thing? That's what I saw. I heard. See, they don't fucking have report. a clue. No one knows. You yeah. know why they don't have a clue? Because it wasn't from eating it. It was testing that was done that went wrong. You mean like an Incredible Hulk situation? Like I don't know. There's some. Can we make a human have all these scales? Hey, I'm telling you, we all laugh at those conspiracy theorists until we find out that these people can't figure out where it came from. Like well, one week it's a bat, one week it's this thing that looks like an armadillo fucked an aardvark. <laughs> It's and still, I think, so <laughs> new in the process. They'll they'll nail it down. And yeah. it was like in Contagion. They won't nail they, it down. I mean, they may have never found that out, but the bat ate something, and then it dropped. I don't know if it was droppings from the bat or it was whatever part of it that it ate, and a pig ate it. Then they picked that pig up yeah. and were getting ready to slice them up to cook them. The uh, chef didn't wash his hands after touching the pig's mouth, then shakes hands with Gwyneth Paltrow, then she That's makes Oh, boy. <laughs> At least the swine flu we know, because it's called the swine flu. That's good. Yeah. So no more bacon, but I don't know. I've actually cut back on bacon a little bit. I had bacon today. All right. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the uh, one of the real truths is that uh, maybe there's too many people, and uh, the world is trying to like. Hey, this is just Earth m- measuring us. Yeah. Just uh. Why did it do it so long ago? A hundred years ago, it killed, what, 25 million people, 1918? Yeah, it's, it's waiting. It's going. But where is it with its clicker, and why now versus a hundred years ago, there were way less people? There's no time. I mean, a hundred years to Earth is a fucking second to us. I get it. So but I'm saying the, uh, the quantity of people a hundred years ago is 
substantially fewer. Yeah. And go back, you know, 500 years ago, when you know the bubonic plague is killing people, there's like 40 people on the planet. Yeah, there's more, but yeah, I think that's that's one issue. I mean, I mean, we're all always thinking of it from our perspective, American perspective. I don't know what's going to go on with the third world. Obviously, China, China, while they're piece there's of like shit. There's like nine cases in Africa. So okay, I'm talking about so China, South Africa. Uh, they are issuing strict stay home thingies. So but. while China is kind of a piece of shit, they at least have a functioning government with that has a lot of control mm-hmm. and they're able to do shit. India? Are you fucking serious? What's going to happen with India? Uh, I saw a thing for them as well. But yeah, I was thinking the same thing. They're, they are, they have a huge ass population and don't have the kind of government that China has to lock shit down. And they are so, their economy is so dependent on us to like open call centers and shit like that, honestly, that they, they aren't, they aren't shutting down. Yeah, they can't because if they shut down, then America is going to be like, "What the fuck?" We're- when the Darjeeling Limited, you can only take it so far anyway. Yeah, so that that's a huge concern. I saw this on the AP News. This was Saturday at eleven twenty-seven a.m. The FAA says it's suspending flights to all New York City area and Philadelphia airports because of the virus-related staffing issues. Saturday, eleven forty a.m. Thirteen minutes later. FAA lifts brief virus-related suspension of flights to the New York City area and Philadelphia airports. We don't even know what that we're doing. We want people to come home. That's one thing. It's like that Christmas song. Yeah. Exactly. Baby, please come home. Uh, that's got to be scary for people that, do, that are abroad. That... Well, who has not come home by now? I don't know, but there's got to be something. There are still uh, like 200 people in Peru. Within the fucking Machu Picchu? I don't know. I don't know what they were doing yeah. there. Uh, I don't know if they're missionaries or what, but a few, like a family, a, a, a mom and a daughter got home. They were on the news, but there were still other people there. Yeah, what does like Indiana Jones do at a time like this? He doesn't he just, even care. He's fucked. Yeah, he just goes into a, a temple of doom. He just thinks he goes onto that map and the red line goes to the next country. I saw a meme <laughs> where instead of repl- he's taking the gold and replacing it with sand, the gold was toilet paper. <laughs> I also saw a killer one today. So everyone's been doing video, like Zoom meetings with their companies, the ones that are still working, but from home, obviously, right? So, okay, let's and go over ho- this. Hold on really quick. Listen to this, Andy. Right, this will okay. be a second. Cool. And there's like 13 people on this call, and some girl's talking, and one girl's walking with her laptop. But she's not really putting the picture and the, the pieces together that this is a video conference. She puts her laptop on the floor in the bathroom, oh, and she no. goes to the bathroom. <laughs> You know what that reminds me of is like when you're in Vegas or something and just no rules matter and you're at a pool party and you find yourself going into the bathroom barefoot. <laughs> no, anyone else? No I mean, one else. You got to do it. I don't know what other options are you going to do. You throw your sandals back on. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Just I'm just saying I'm too drunk. And there was definitely a time. <laughs> it was either at the stagecoach pool or Vegas where I found myself in the bathroom barefoot. And I was too drunk to lie. And I was just like, this is happening. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks for that update. I uh, I'm happy that uh, they canceled all that shit now because yeah. that sounds terrible. Yeah. What were you gonna Just, say, Andy, yeah. about Zoom meetings? Uh, okay. First of all, who? What the hell is Zoom? Because I've been it's hearing a, a lot about it. It's who owns it? Google uh, or something? Probably Microsoft. What's a Zoom? It's just uh, like FaceTime. It's a way to yeah. to connect up to like, like fifty people. Like we Twitch have it at our something? office. I don't know. We not. We, it's, it's just a, a video conferencing. So link. It's like Microsoft Teams. 
It's not a part of Teams. It's like uh, fucking whatever that thing is. How do you called? not know what Zoom is? That's what I got to know. Things are changing so You guys quickly. don't Zoom at your office at all? I don't Zoom. Hmm. No, we Zoom all the time. Is it like Skype for business? Yeah. So the way it works, think of like a training center where you have like a teacher and then you have people that can jump on the call and watch the teacher. Yeah, so it's like remote conferencing. So Cisco's pissed right now. They're like, fuck you guys. Um, yeah. So Microsoft's like, hey, we got Teams and we got Skype. We got two options for you, bitches, but you don't want to use this? <laughs> oh, boy. What's the other one that, that we have? I don't know. God damn it. What the fuck is that thing called? How's that Elijah Wood? It's good. Uh <laughs> Okay, what's that one that Luke set us up with? The producer here. Um, Fuck, what was that called? That was something fake. I don't what? have it right No, either. it's very real. Companies use it a lot. Uh, I don't have Slack. it. Slack. 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 Yeah. I don't know what that Sponsored is. Sponsored by Slack. Isn't that just a way to put files? It's in messaging. It's yeah, it's messaging. This is it's completely all communications. different. Yeah, it's all communications. But Are we going to use Google Hangouts? No, absolutely not. I want to use it. All right. Well, let's use it and let's get into what we've been watching. What? Andy, how many things do you have? So, uh, in my spare time, I've actually been working full time, <laughs> so I don't have as much as you would think. But uh, one of the things I've been uh, doing in my uh, free time here, I've been playing uh, Batman Arkham Knight, a video game. Oh, wow. Came out in 2015. Throwback. F- following on the Arkham series. <gasps> Okay. Uh, very, very a popular video game series. Um, you can probably find Arkham Knight for pretty cheap right now if you want to get into it. Uh, it's a what? cool. Is this a, like a PlayStation? Or? It's for everything. You need okay. a PC, Xbox One, mm-hmm. PS4, whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> falling on the Arkham series, you know Arkham, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. Good games from the PS3 area. Nope, PS3 era. Can't say or, the words right. Or the area. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, but this one has uh, Scarecrow as the main villain. He's trying to, uh, you know, encase the city in fear because that's what Scarecrow does. You guys watched uh, um, Batman Begins? Love you seen it. that one? Love yeah. that movie. The Scarecrow, Jonathan Crane. Scary, scary guy. What? That wasn't a scary, scary guy? He is. Oh, well, he's trying to character name. Yeah, Jonathan Crane. Killian or Cillian Murphy. Exactly. No one um, knows how to pronounce his name. So in this video game, he is the bad guy trying to uh, put all the gas into the air. You know, the classic uh, thing he's always trying to do, trying <laughs> to scare people. Uh, so I've been playing that. been playing that a whole lot. And I was like, I should go watch those movies because... They're on Netflix. They uh, are on also, Netflix. They're also on these... Although, uh, is the Bane one on Netflix? I don't think that one is. That's like, know. honestly, I think, I, I, call me crazy. I like that one more than the Joker one, I think. I think that's my favorite one as well. No, actually, I like I th- to go back and forth on them. I think Begins is my favorite one. Actually, I like Begins. Ooh. I like all three I of them. I love fucking Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. who doesn't? <laughs> but bananas. It gets <laughs> yeah, bananas. Um, that one I can, I kind of can overdo it on that one just because it's which one the first one because it's uh, such like the backstory of it all. I've only seen that first one probably once, maybe twice, oh, and I've oh. seen the Joker one probably like eight times and yeah, the Bane yeah. one like five times. So, uh, Begins is great. I love Tom Wilkinson as Falcone. Yeah, he's great. Fucking great. Where he first turns like the teenage Bruce Wayne or whatever he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great scene. Uh, so that whole movie, I think, is uh, a little underrated because of what do happened you think, with Heath Ledger. This is a little crazy. But do you think that in just the, war- the history of cinema, 
Bruce Wayne's parents dying have been in the most movies. <laughs> it's got to be at least at least three. I'm gonna say. Yeah. I mean, it's I was yeah. I mean, I would say even more. I mean, I feel like he died. You watch his parents die in some of those uh, early ones. You watch Adam his parents West. die in the Joker. Yeah. No, that's four. Does it happen in the Joker? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. it does. Fuck, I forgot. Yeah. He, it's not the Joker they're doing, though, because he's on like, no. like cop car or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, that's four at least. I know, that's what I'm saying. Shit. Yeah. Could I mean, have something there, like, Tony. I could. The Fall of Rome? <laughs> yeah. I think I saw it in Gladiator. <laughs> yeah. Forrest Gump, there's a cameo. Yeah, yeah that's true. Out of nowhere. <laughs> when you see most... him run by, you actually see the murder happen. It changed American history forever. It's in Saw. <laughs> it's in American History X. <laughs> All right, anything well, else, movies or video game related? Uh, so aside from Batman-related shit, I was like, hey, what's worse? What's more nerdy than Batman? Superman. What, what do, okay, what do Spider-Man. You, uh, it's not from superheroes. What's, what's, what do more nerds care about more than superheroes? Halo. No. Star Wars. Star Wars. There oh, okay, you go. Yeah, there you good. Go. good job, uh, Tony. Thank you. So... Uh, all of the Clone Wars is on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, I got an email about that. Like I would care. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> what yeah. am I? What's a Clone War? So uh, the Clone Wars is what happened after Episode Two. If you remember, like uh, Anakin and Obi Wan fought Christopher Lee in that lightsaber battle, and they got they both got fucked up. No. And then Yoda had to come out. And they always have a lightsaber battle. No, no, you guys remember Tony? Tony, you know this more than more than this guy here. <laughs> Do you remember Episode Two? Attack of the Clones. Yeah. So the last scene. They're fighting Count Dooku, and then they both lose. Okay. And then Yoda comes out, and he's like, fuck. Okay, yeah, I remember that yeah. scene. He's like a little guy, and he's like fighting all the drones around him, right? There's yeah. like a kind of a famous picture of him with like his lightsaber, and yeah. like... Yoda is just a fucking badass. He's two foot tall, and he's fucking well, badass. I would even... I think two feet tall is generous. It might be. <laughs> so uh, the Clone Wars takes place between episode two and episode three. I never it's, watched the Clone Wars one, if I'm being honest. It's, it's, it's a cartoon. Yeah, I think that's why. So it's about like 120 episodes or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's rough. So. And I was like, wait, no time to watch this other than a fucking plague, right? So yes. I, I put it on and I've watched like 12 episodes or so. Um, Just 108 to go. Yeah, almost <laughs> there. Uh, so one of the reasons I wanted to get into it is that uh, Rosario Dawson was cast as Ahsoka in Mandalorian Season 2. And Ahsoka is one of the main characters of the Clone Wars series. She's Anakin's Padawan. We don't necessarily know what happened to her in the whole story. So she's, she's going to appear in live action in the Mandalorian Season 2. And the Mandalorian, the main guy behind it, other than Jon Favreau, is Dave Filoni, who is the guy behind the Clone Wars series. So he's kind of like the guy running Star Wars right now. He's the guy who knows all the fucking ins and outs everything that happened in this fucking universe. So I'm like, I better watch some of these things before Mandalorian season two, which was Mandalorian season one was pretty good. Expanded the universe. I think everyone here uh, enjoyed it for the most part and want to see season two. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it it makes sense to me that this guy from the 12 episodes or so that I've watched, this guy really respects the Star Wars universe and is into the, the expansion of the era. Like, this, this series goes into a lot of characters. It's not just, like, uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin and what their adventures are. There's, like, four episodes that I've watched so far of Jar Jar fucking shit up. You're a big fan of Jar Jar? I know Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, Jar Jar is uh, uh, disrespected in the universe. <laughs> I would say so. Uh, he's like yeah. the, He's kind of like the stupid bitch or something. Exactly. And uh, in this series, he's still doing stupid bitch shit. 
but it's fun. You get to see him like he uh, gets captured, but you know, hits a button and like the spaceship blows up or whatever, that kind of shit. And that's cool because it's really, you know, delving into the whole universe of Star Wars, which is, we only know the Skywalker story for the most part, but uh, we're going into the more of the stuff here. So uh, it's kind of cool. And if you're on a lockdown, you have nothing to do. Oh, there's yeah. 120 episodes of this goddamn show. Yeah, things could be worse on lockdown. I mean, yeah. things this could have been like 20 years ago where like you just got to go through your fucking TV guide and hope that. Oh, that'd be terrible. And just see what was on. Yeah, and who knows? I remember it. honestly looking through a TV guide. And that was to see like the Skinamax stuff. Like watching. I would see it was like rated R nudity, and I'd be like, "All right, we're gonna turn this on channel twenty six at nine thirty. You're just on like a Comedy Central, and all you've got is uh, one crazy summer. And um, God damn, Sean, you'll remember this movie. Okay, I love one crazy summer. I know you do, but what's that? The movie where it's the girl; she has to pretend to be a guy for like the school newspaper. What? Uh, you remember that one? The man. Is that what it's called? She's I don't... the man. No, that was the one with the man binds. There's one from the 80s that was that same oh. thing. Oh! I can't remember what that was called. Oh, God. But those two movies were on Comedy Central like every Saturday. Yeah, they were always on. <laughs> I'm blanking on who even the actress was in that. I don't but know. But I remember it? she becomes friends with the cool guy and she falls for him. Yeah, but he thinks that, she's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember <laughs> what that was. But that movie. <laughs> That's a, I forgot about that movie. I haven't seen I, Those two movies were on Comedy Central every single Saturday. Corey uh, Feldman had to have been in it. I think they were like made a cameo or something because they're like, we're passing on the torch or something, but I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else from you off road? Uh, well, what was the one last note I had about this Star Wars shit? I forgot. <laughs> uh, Star Wars it exists. We can come back to you. Yeah. Tony Katz? Yeah. I mean, uh, I've definitely been watching some uh, some stuff. I know uh, a couple of things with Sean, actually. So we were going to be on the same wavelength here. I believe it was fri- Thursday night. Sean and I watched uh, Unfriended the Dark Web. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot and about that, actually. It was uh, a very, 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 very slow buildup. And then it was just kind of like, you know, it, it picked up. But, I mean, it was definitely... One of those movies that I feel like for you, Andy, or and for producer Luke, it would have made more sense to because it was definitely more yeah. of like the more smarts of how stuff. like basically like the hacking of computers and shit. And that was just above our heads. But it was, I don't know. I mean, it was somewhat entertaining, but I mean, it was kind of like whatever, just kind of one of those movies to throw on. And then uh, we also watched uh, Cabin in the Woods. Sean and I together. Ooh, I love that one. I hadn't seen that in years. I had oh, never seen so it. Good. Oh and my god! I didn't so realize good. like like a ninety one or ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's great. And I so I mean I definitely I enjoyed it. I mean Richard I like Jenkins. Those, I know Richard Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins is the man, dude. Oh my god, so good. And it was definitely a good movie. Anything he's in, it's like even if it's scary, it's like he just brings that like relief because you always know he's just the stepbrother's dad. <laughs> I mean he'll he'll never let that go. I mean I'd love to go to Cheesecake Factory with that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. It was so it was that was definitely and also who's the other guy that's his sidekick in that movie? Bradley Whitford. Yeah, that guy's funny too. He uh I can't think of what else he's in, but I know it's funny. I, he didn't have any Trisk crackers and was very disappointed. <laughs> what what else is he in other than uh Billy Madison? <laughs> is, uh, that's right, yeah. God damn it, yeah. He had that Billy laugh. Madison. Do the that's laugh, Billy Andy. Madison. <laughs> oh my <Sorry>. god. <laughs> he sounded just like I hope you got that. Was that a film? It might have been. All right on. <laughs> 
anyway. <laughs> Billy likes to drink milk. <laughs> he isn't Billy Madison because he likes the blonde chick, huh? That's That was the reference right there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Anyway. I'm sorry. I've probably seen Billy Madison more times than oh, I've br- breathed. I, that Billy would be impressive. Past but the third grade. Billy Madison, I will admit, I've oh, only seen a couple a times. Oh, glorious day. Okay. Yeah. Sing it, Andy. I'm, I'm lost. Ugh. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so we watched that. Like, there had to have been more. I mean, when was this? Wednesday? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm kind of... Oh, like, what even day oh, is it anymore? Oh, <laughs> thank you, myself, for remembering... Watched a classic on Thursday night, actually, after they all went to bed. The original Psycho. Ooh, here, 19- here. Yeah, 1960. Hitchcock. Hitchcock, Alfred. And uh, I got to say, I, I enjoyed that movie. And I think on Rotten Tomatoes, that's also like a 98% that's or 96. Be. Yeah, that's. And I, I enjoyed it a lot. And it's like, it's just so crazy, like how far the cinema has come. You know, this, this movie was literally 60 years ago. And it's like, it's so, which is crazy to think, but it was just like, it was so, I just liked it a lot. So that made me on Netflix kind of start Bates Motel. I never watched it. My dad was really into it. Though, so, so the only reason why I started it is because in my opinion, anybody that wants to start Bates Motel, you have to see Psycho first. You have to at least yeah. kind of understand where things are yeah, coming from. Yeah, it'd be from. weird to start that way. And so I watched the first episode and it was pretty interesting because the, the thing about it is like obviously in the movie Psycho, anyone that's seen it knows that you never see his mom. I mean, at times you yeah. might think you will. Yeah, but Nor- Norman is probably an adult man at that point. Yeah, he's in his definitely in his like, we'll say 30s or so, 40s. And you never see the mom, but you so you don't understand like where it came from with him. But in this, it's like he moves there with his mom. He, you know, you see in the first episode, you see at the beginning his dad die. But I watched episode one. And then I watched halfway through episode two on Friday night. And then I didn't even know I fell asleep and I woke up at two in the morning and it was halfway through episode four. That happens. So yeah. we have to rewind a little bit. But uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I might continue watching. I mean, it's definitely like interesting. I mean, I think there's like five or six. I think five seasons on Netflix, maybe I think six. five only. Because I know my, my dad watched it, so I don't think it was that long. Yeah. Um, I know it's got a Vera Farmiga from the Oh, yeah, uh, and Conjuring. I always like her because she always does the horror movie stuff. She's the yeah. Conjuring. She's also in a... Uh, what's the movie I'm thinking of that I'm blanking on? The, like, Orphan or whatever Is it the, one? the Departed? The Departed, thank you. Yeah, That's what it was. She was in that one that was, like, the Orphan or whatever. Like, remember that one? I don't know, but I'm sure she was. She, like, adopts an orphan who's actually, like, 90 years old or something. Uh, the one? Benjamin Button? Know, all right, yeah. It's, is it, it Benjamin exists. Button? No, it's not. I saw Benjamin Button in theaters, and I do not oh have any my. recollection oh, of that movie. I'm you're even out of the theater. Benjamin Button is like 900 hours long. I have yeah. no recollection of that movie, and I saw it in theaters. He like I fights that, the Nazis on a ship or something? Yeah, I watched that in crazy. three evenings when it was streaming on like yeah, Amazon. Yeah, no, I had, to, I had to watch it over that two movie nights. Is like it took as long as it to is, watch it as the Irishman. It is three hours, right? It's probably 320 or something. It's long as shit. Let's see. Brad Pitt's like, hey, don't do any aging because I'm just going to be really old by the time this is finished. It's Two hours and 46 minutes. Oh, God. It seemed longer than that when I watched That's it. That's probably because it's boring as shit. 71% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I mean, I'm a huge Fincher fan. And uh, I wonder what's going on with Fincher's movie. That's supposed to be on Netflix this year. Everything's delayed. Yeah. I mean, Fincher, I don't know what's going on with him. He hasn't made a movie in forever. It's gone so Psycho, it. just to confirm, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. There you go. Great film. Yeah, it's solid. Also, a little fun fact. I was looking up the guy that uh, played uh, Norman Bates. 
So he died in like uh, sometime in like uh, oh, I, I got it right here. Anthony Perkins, good first name. Yeah, his son made that uh, movie. So he died in 1992. His wife died nine years later in 2001. Coincidence? She was on one of the planes. Oh shit! Whoa! Yeah. His his son uh, directed that uh, movie we watched. The the black coat's daughter or whatever. Oh okay. And then he also did that uh, new Hansel and Gretel movie. So um, if I was that guy, I'd be like, hey, I've got it made. Like People are going to respect me making horror movies regardless. Cause I will say the one thing about Psycho that was interesting is it's clear in that first half of the movie that the main character is the, is the woman who steals the money and then is driving up to like, and then ends up at the motel who has got the famous scene where he stabs her to death in the shower. Yeah. So the crazy thing about that is it's like I was just – kind of shocked that that scene was so early in the movie yeah because it is interesting like it's, maybe it was just different way things were filmed but it's like she was definitely the main character for the first 40 minutes and then she's dead 45 minutes into the movie and then you're like oh so what happens next but then they do a good job of then the boyfriend and then her sister become the next main characters and then norman bates kind of stays as a main character and then there's a little bit of a detective that's kind of a supporting character for a while but just interesting that I've never seen like someone that looks like they're the clear main character die so quickly in a movie. Yeah, I think uh, he had a lot of leeway at that point. He could do what he wanted. Yeah, um, I think that's hard. It was to interesting because it's now. almost like it definitely. And I know that like I even typed in like most famous directors and like Alfred Hitchcock comes up in like the top five. Oh yeah. yeah. And so I think it was just like it is unique because it's almost like it's two movies in one because it's like oh there goes that main character and then. Definitely, here comes yeah. here comes the boyfriend and the sisters, the next two main characters, and then Norman Bates kind of always cruises throughout. You ever see the birds? No, but someone compared the birds to Psycho. Oh man, that that I watched that I watched that way more than Psycho. So I I oh that's what it was. It was my buddy's mom yesterday. I literally said, "Oh, I watched the movie Psycho," and she was like, "Oh yeah, like I I like that was definitely a big movie." And then she said another one was the birds. So I mean, the birds and Psycho were it seemed like we're definitely like kind of hand in hand. Oh man, that was I've I've seen that like probably eleven times in my life. I feel like you watched that in school. Maybe it was. I don't know why, but it's so like if you think about it now, almost sounds cheesy. Oh, absolutely, it sounded cheesy at the time. But it was like, oh, this is great. Like, oh, I mean, it was unprecedented filmmaking at the time. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, Psycho was amazing in that sense. Just like yeah, he was cinematography of that. Just the fucking the stairs. That's like. I mean, to now, to see it now, it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty pedestrian. But, but like, yeah, go back 50 back years then, ago, 100 God. years ago, whatever the hell it was. So not quite 100 years. Almost. You ever see a 1998 Psycho, Vince Vaughn? Yeah, that's that's a weird... That's one of the weirdest things. It's Gus Van Sant, right? It's a shot for shot. Yeah. It's one of the strangest things in the world. Because, yeah, I definitely seen that after I saw the original cut. I remember original always movie. seeing that VHS cover at the pharmacy to rent when I was a kid because yeah. that one always stood out. The cover was like a mirror, like a blurry, like just red person. I don't know. Yeah. Well, then uh, American Psycho came out like two years later and like, yeah, oh, this is the same thing. And everyone's no. like, what the hell is this? Like, no. uh, but yeah, that remake was so strange because it really, it was, it was shot for shot. And then it was like, wait, what's the point of making this? It's like, okay. Cause making it's Vince color? Vaughn a yeah. cover. You know, yeah, we already did Swingers and Jurassic Park, but was, I think it was uh, William H Macy was the uh, the cop in that. No, Viego Mortensen. 
Was it? Yeah. I'm going to look this shit up. For sure it was. Why am I thinking William H. William H. Macy? I don't think he's in it. I mean, Oh, great. no, he is. I have it up. Yeah. Great actor. Great criminal. Oh, uh, late, great Robert Forster. Oh, yeah. He just passed. You know what? I was in uh, the new season of Better Call Saul. We were talking about it. I was like, he's not in it. There's Rita no Wilson. Coronavirus. Wow. Uh, we were thinking about William H. Um, not, okay. Robert Forster. And it's like, he's not in this season of Better Call Saul. Doesn't make sense. Because there's, there's a scene. Uh, if you've watched Better Call Saul, every start of the season is in the future with um, Saul after the events of Breaking Bad. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So at the Cinnabon and shit. Yeah. So in this new season where he's worried he's been caught, I'm like, he's not going to call this guy, right? He's going to call him. And uh, Robert Forster is in it. And that's pretty incredible that, hmm. you know, I mean, he had died. Uh, I wonder when he was this in part, there, when so, they filmed uh, it. Yeah, that's a kind of a great a little uh, obituary, I guess, for him. Then he, uh, he was able to film that little scene before he had passed. So um, that's just another reminder. If you love Breaking Bad, there's no excuse not to watch Better Call Saul. It's on yeah, Netflix. Check I think it out. Everyone, everyone has Netflix here. Because of uh, you? <laughs> I mean, in, in the general sense. Oh, uh, most people have Netflix. It just keeps putting out shit, whether you like it or not. It's going to keep coming. That's how they work. Tony Katz, you got anything else? I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think so. I think those were pretty much the main parts. I mean, I'm trying to just think of the days because it's like Wednesday we did the podcast. So then Thursday yeah. we watched uh, the Dark Web one and then I watched Psycho. Friday, <laughs> I didn't have work. I don't think I watched a movie Friday night, but I might have. I think it just went back and forth with shit. I think Friday night we threw on like scary movie. Just fucked around. Yeah, that's always fun. Saturday, I know there was no movies in the evening because we watched Cabin in the Woods during the day. And then, yeah, Sunday, I don't think anything. Today's already fucking Monday, so yeah. Okay. I'll go. Well, I'm going to start with a book. Oh. I've, I've done another book. I did the Disney book, which was pretty awesome. Well, this one right now oh, wait, is... Wait, 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 wait. Disney book, me and uh, Bob Iger? Bob Iger, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, who got out ahead of all of this stuff? That's what all the CEOs it, were. Is doing. that a coincidence? Yeah. I don't know. You, you knew, tell me. You, you tell me. Uh, but you this, tell me. This book is what doesn't kill us. And of course, this is uh, Win Hoff. Ooh. Now it's, it's a. It's German. written by Scott Carney. This is about this guy who you know runs up Mount Everest naked, just wearing <laughs> shoes and a short shorts. Tell me all. And then uh, you know does breathing exercises and all that stuff. It's, he's a crazy guy. It's pretty interesting. It's written, this guy was a skeptic who was going to go to his little camp in Poland to kind of prove it doesn't work, and then he becomes a believer because he sees a drastic change pretty quickly. I'm only, uh, what am I, like an hour, two, three, four hours in, three hours in, something like that. Uh, so I have six and a half hours left. It's really good. It's entertaining. Um, I've tried... The breathing thing where you, you know, inhale 30 times, you know, big breath and then hold your breath after that. I haven't done it uh, to record since, but I haven't really been trying it as seriously. But one time I tried, I did like two and a half, three minutes, something like that. So, all right. Pretty good. So I, that was pretty cool. And I'm enjoying that. I, have one. A, I like a good book. A couple friends of mine that are very, very, very big into him. I got a buddy of mine that does like the cold water breathing exercises that he does and whatnot. And, They've all said they've seen differences or felt yeah, differences. It's worth a shot. I mean, I mean, don't do it while you're driving or anything like that with some of this stuff. But 
What, what, what do you have to lose? You have nothing but time right now. Give it a shot. Check out Audible. And then uh, last thing I'll have uh, pretty quick is uh, the finale of Curb Your Enthusiasm was last night. Mm. Spectacular. You watched it? I did. Now, I'll say this season compared to last season, I liked last one a little bit more, but I still enjoyed this one. Some of the jokes were a little low-hanging fruit, I feel like, but the finale was strong. It had three big gets, uh, actors, so that was cool. So I might need to get into that because I canceled HBO with one episode left. Why would you do that? I remember you talking my, about it. Because my month started at the 18th and I had to get into that, get that canceled. You blew it free trick. I need to watch that. <laughs> I, I also, I do want to watch that uh, America Sucks or whatever that show is called. I've seen it. I have not watched it. Though. I yeah. saw it on the on the app though. It's David Simon. So I'm into that. So. That's uh, The Wire Oh, it's got to be good, yeah. though. I love The Wire. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed uh, the show. Larry David's just as strong now as he was in 2000 when the first season aired, I think. But yeah, I mean, nothing nothing but time, but also feel like not enough time still to get all the things in the day done. But uh, we've also gone about two hours, I feel like, on this podcast. So uh, make sure you... Share with a friend. Share with someone online. Don't share in person. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll be through this soon, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, if we're not, we're, we're here. Yeah, we'll still keep crank, cranking this stuff out, because at the end of the day, you need your regular podcasts, your regular you know entertainment. I'm still listening to all my pods, and none of them stopped, so yeah, we've got to get this out. It's our civic duty. And we're taking precautions. Don't worry about us. Yeah, Andy is 21 feet from me. We're not spitting on each other. Uh, So that's, I know a lot of podcasts have been doing uh, through like webcams or whatever. We don't have that. I don't know the technology, but they've been doing that kind of shit. Maybe they're Zooming. Yeah, but uh, we're we're doing our thing. Um, Stay healthy, folks. I I think, yeah, the one thing is if uh, you're worried about other people, you should be and be willing to help. So that that's that's important. Like it's this is not time to be like everything's good. There are people in need, so be willing to help out. There he is. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode one hundred and sixty-three of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean. Join with me. We had off-road whiskey, Andy. All right. Have a good week, Tony Cats. Thank you. Also, have a good week. <laughs> See you later.